Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Fellas, fellas, how we doing? I'm doing, doing great, amazing, man. man. We are in Studio <sighs> J. In Studio J. Who would have thought of six years ago? When we started this all, we got some big seats to fill. Yeah. I'm sitting in Charles Barkley's seat. <laughs> you feeling it? You feeling it too? You better chill out on a Krispy Kreme. I do, I do. Yeah, Uncle Charles, he got you on a few years. You should be uh, not filling up that seat as much as you are. You you widen it up a little bit for him. Hey, we the same people. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, here people. we are. Uh, KB, how you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. This is this is unbelievable to see, you know what what's been put together. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We're in Atlanta, Studio J. Off season, it feels organic. I'm looking at the monitor, the through the wire branding I mean, everywhere, yeah. um, all of the wonderful crew and staff and helping us. Everybody's so nice and polite. Mm -hmm. uh, I see you with the bow tie. Oh, man. Challenge. Shout out to Ernie. Uncle Ernie. Mm -hmm. I got my big fella to the right of me. Uncle you got Shaq. Baby Shaq. Yes, sir. Baby Shaq's and then Big Shaq's. Feel like you're about to break down some old lineman film. <laughs> <laughs> I would yeah. love to, man. And I, most importantly, I'm loving the brightness from you in that suit. I love to be a little vibrant, you know. During the live tour, you know, I wore a few pink shirts. Yes, you did. Came out here with a bright red. Love yes, you did. I, I think us big boys, we need to be a little bit more comfortable with popping a little bit. <laughs> I like that. Uh-huh. Everybody got the ties on. Yeah, you uh, kind of laid back me. with no tie. Yeah. yeah, shout out to my sweetheart at home. She told me, you should do no no tie. And I said, That's I'm going to do no tie. So look, you, you got, got no going, watch. Bro. You got the pin. You got no watch, though. No watch. We're not going to talk about that. I got a phone. I don't even have the right time on my watch. Okay. We definitely before we start though, I want to send a lot of love to everybody at home, all of the fans, because this is probably a big surprise for y'all. So definitely got to show y'all some love. Hope y'all enjoy this. Y'all better make this the best episode we ever done. <laughs> we also got an interview in this one. And comments perspective. Yeah, go ahead. Do you? We do have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, the Splash Bros, coming on in a little bit. But before we do that, I'm gonna remind you: if you're watching this on YouTube, go over and leave a like. I mean, big episode. If you're listening on audio platforms, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe. If you're on the YouTube channel, go to the audio platforms and pre-download these episodes. We are still on tour, ladies and gentlemen. July 9th, we're in Las Vegas. RSVP at ttwtour.com. Completely, completely free, but limited space. So you need the RSVP right. I would do that right now because if you don't know. If you live under a rock, that is when Summer League starts. Yes. So it's going to be a lot of mayhem out there in Vegas, so make sure you RSVP immediately. Somebody told me, I don't even want to go see Wimby. I want to see Through the Wire. And I'm like, come he on. Was That's love. <laughs> I, That's I, love. I appreciate yeah. the love. It's also free lie. to see Through the Wire, and it's going to cost money to get see, in that door facts. for Wimby. And it might cost a true. lot of money. You are, I don't want to say you're always going to be able to see us, but go see Wimby and us. You know what I mean? We're free, so make both happen. Yeah. Um, but I cannot wait to meet y'all, sign pictures and all of that. And everybody at home that's asking about the posters and whatnot, like Mike said, bring, bring your ass to the show. Yep. That's how you can get a poster. So we landed here in Atlanta. Yes. Check into our hotel, and a trade happened. Yes, immediately. The Atlanta Hawks traded John Collins to the Utah Jazz for Rudy Gay in a second round pick. After years of John Collins being on the trade block, it finally happened, y'all. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm just happy for John Collins. Like, for the sake of he's been in trade rumors, like you said, for the last three years. He finally gets a breath of fresh air, and he goes to Utah where there's, there's going to be a competition for minutes. Obviously, there's a jam at that front court position. When you look at they got four quality players who deserve minutes. So I'm very interested to see in that. But we've also seen Laurie slide to the three when he was in, 
in, in Cleveland. So they do have some versatility there, but I'm very happy to see him in this new situation. And he's a guy who can go out and get you a double-double. Mm -hmm. The defense, we shown, he's shown flashes, especially during that run when they went to the conference finals with Atlanta. So maybe this is a good move for him, and he gets to go out and we get to see a new rejuvenated John Collins. What about you, Mike? How you feeling about it? Uh, when I first seen the trade, I was kind of like, you know, what the? But at the same time, I wasn't surprised because he's been on trade talks for, like D-Mail said, for years now. And at this point, I feel like his value was only going down. He's still a really good player. But it was the, the narrative around him in Atlanta. Everybody knew it was only time for he got dealt in. For Utah, they didn't give up much, and they got a really good player that, that they can kind of build forward or just, you know, he's a 20-point-per-game a scorer like, when he's at his best. So... Mm -hmm. I think he's uh, a good player to add to the mix, and you just bought him for so low that it's, it seems like a W value. But I like that Atlanta was being proactive. When you kind of do look at the long run of it, they opened up a lot of, not a lot of money, but they at least just opened up money so they have chances to either get somebody new mm -hmm. or resign some of the guys that they have. So it made sense when you look at the rest of their, you know, their guys. He seemed like the one guy out. So when we talk about the money, this trade allows the Hawks to drop far below the second apron, which is something that we're going to see a lot of teams making yes. moves around the second apron. And it also gets them under the luxury tax. Now, with it being such a big disparity between the, the money that John Collins makes and the money that Rudy Gay makes, there is a trade, a traded player exception <laughs> worth about $25 million for the Atlanta Hawks. And they said that the jury is still out whether or not they'll use it. But this is one of those trades for the Hawks where I can't even look at it at face value until I see what the rest of the offseason looks like. Yeah. Because John Collins, I don't know if y'all remember, when Donovan Mitchell was traded, there was a report, like, slowly after that, or shortly after that, that the Atlanta Hawks were looking for Assembly that package. type of package yeah. for John Collins. And instead, it's 36-year-old Rudy Gay, who they might even waive just to make up some more room. So yeah. it's, it's a big difference. It's, it's, we're seeing a lot of that that kind of was like the Bradley Bill thing where they was holding Bradley Bill for a King's ransom for so many years, and they gave him the big extension just to trade him for... I don't even want to say pennies on a dollar. That's, that was below. They mm -hmm. basically gave him away. And we see the same situation where John Collins was kind of giving away. I want to credit Mike because I feel the same way for the Utah Jazz perspective. Whenever you have a talented player like John Collins um, available for you and you're a place like Utah where you're not necessarily a free agent destination, you kind of have to take those gambles. The one thing that concerns me with the Utah Jazz is the fact that they were potentially going to go into this offseason with $47.2 million of cap space. When you absorb the John Collins money now, that takes them down significantly to $28.4 million to spend within free agency. Now, I don't want to contradict myself. I did just say that they're not normally a free agent destination, so maybe they're biting that bullet early and just saying, hey, let's use some of that money now. Um, but because they didn't get anything lucrative attached to it, like a first-round pick, I think they have to really buy in. And when you look at the draft that they just have, with Taylor Hendricks going ninth, mm -hmm. Laurie Markin and having an all-star year, you have Walker Kessler, who was one of the most um, bright rookies last year. You have Kelly Olynyk. I am a little concerned with a crowded front court. Derek did allude to the fact that Laurie Markin had the versatility we saw in Cleveland to play small forward, but. The fact of the matter is the all-star version of Laurie Markkinen was not the three. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was mainly primarily the four. So, um, but I do trust Will Hardy. I love the way that this roster is shaping up. I think they had an A-plus of a draft. And I do believe that John Collins is a good basketball player. Sure. I think he, um, at his best, like Mike said, is a 20-point score or around that. And I think he could be on the, uh, the bottom or back half of the top ten to – 
15 power forwards in the league. Mm-hmm. I think he could be one of those one of those guys. So I'm interested to see how they make it work. Maybe this is something where they are just giving themselves another uh, asset that they think they can build up because we've seen that trend from Utah where they got rid of what Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. uh, Malik Beasley. You know what I mean? So maybe that's another another route for them. And then for Atlanta, I think this just is a domino effect. I would not be surprised to see DeAndre Hunter or Clint Capella, if not both, also be moved. I'm anticipating that. I, don't, I do not think that uh, Atlanta is done. And I heard they gave um, Landry Fields the green light to go out and do what he needs to do. So um, we can see a completely different Atlanta Hawks team next season, which I will be excited for. They have Sadiq Bay. And Anyeka Kangwu, who they have to extend. So mm-hmm. if they extend those guys. And then DeJounte's up. Um, DeJounte, the the um, which is another name I watch out for as well after drafting Kobe Bufkin. So Atlanta is a team to watch as far as Willing and Dylan in the next few days. Yeah, this is something we see very often when there's a new front office person in charge. Mm-hmm. They inherit a team. That's not the team that I really want to build. Mm-hmm. So let's make some trades. And this is just basically the first move of the new regime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe what you said is true with the Utah Jazz having the opportunity to use John Collins, who we see his value is a second round pick practically and use these next seasons, this next year to get his value back up, potentially yeah. to move him again if yeah. that need be. But again, I kind of I kind of like the fit over there. I think that with Will Hardy's system, it's a lot of read and react. And John Collins has showed us that he can be that type of player. For sure. The real thing is can he get back to shooting 35-plus percent from three? I always mention we talk about John Collins, how he had the hand injury, Mm -hmm. and since the hand injury, he's been like a 22% three-point shooter. If they can somehow get him back to be a league average three-point shooter, I mean, he's on the worst year of his uh, career so far, basically averaging the same numbers of his rookie season. Mm -hmm. This is one of those projects that I feel like, you know, based on what you have, you can still have 20-plus million dollars in cap, depending on what happens with Jordan Clarkson Mm -hmm. and uh, Taylor Horn Tucker. So they still are missing, I feel like, a one. Like, after the trade deadline last year when they traded away Mike Conley, it was a lot of THT, it was a lot of Jordan Clarkson, and they didn't have a guy that can really get them in their sets, and that's one of the reasons why they fell. They still have, with this $20 million, an ability to go out there and make another move, whether it be to, like, um, I've heard DeLon Wright, potentially, and DeLon, I like DeLon, DeLon Wright's Wright. a really good player. Yeah. Um, or, or one of the other point guards, Monte Morris. Brandon Fleet. Somebody like that. Brandon Fleet, Fleet would be really nice. He may be a little bit... You said they had around 20, 20, million, 20 million right 20? now. That, that's dependent on I'm JC and THT. Like THT. My, yeah, math, yeah, my math is not considering right. THT and Clarkson. Yeah, I, for John Collins, I think it's going to be interesting to watch, you know, like you said, how he reacts and what he does in this new system. It's way different from, you know, Trey Young or DeJounte, at least pounding the rock a little bit more. Like you said, not really a traditional point guard, but they, they move the ball. They mm-hmm. play a lot of, like, college-like ball where it's freely moving and everything. They go a lot by the hot hand. Obviously led by Laurie, but I feel like he he can show what he can do. All you got to really do is be able to, to like, make your shots, but also just keep playing in that rhythm of offense and trust it. And that's how you, you get a guy like Laurie who had a really good season last year. We're not really used to that. Yeah, you, you had a very weird year in Atlanta. DeJounte didn't look like DeJounte. Trey Young, even though the stats, he looked like Trey Young, but he still wasn't Trey Young, one of the most inefficient years he's had. Um, and then John Collins also didn't have a great year. So they big three that you look at, they all didn't have a good year. They definitely didn't mesh well. So maybe this is a move where John Collins gets to go somewhere where he feels more comfortable. He meshes well with them. DeJounte and Trey Young, they get to do what they want to do. Or either – you, or either you move DeJounte or either you move Trey Young. You got to figure out that thing with that backcourt. That backcourt varied for a whole year. We saw them together, and there wasn't many flashes where you was like, it works. That's mm. why when you was talking about, you know, Hunter and Capella being on the move, they need to find something they could trade. But 
if I'm the Hawks, I'm looking at DeJounte. I know they only gave it that year, but I didn't really think that it worked out. And it's just like, obviously, you got to give it time or whatever. But I, I like the way Cap uh, Capella, obviously, you have a double O, too. But Capella was very big for them. I you think know, DeAndre Hunter has times in the playoffs where he looked like one of their second, third best players. I think the thing that hinders them from really, really throwing out DeJounte like that is the fact that whoever acquires him has to be willing that last to accept year? the fact that he's on the last yeah. year. And that could not give you the, the necessary assets. That, that may be a situation where, yeah, you're getting the pennies on a dollar. And this is a team that's really trying to capitalize. So when you s talked about bringing back value, I think that's why you hear the names like Clint and DeAndre Hunter. I think in a perfect world, you want to keep DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He, he, since he was drafted there, was somebody that we highlighted as a guy that could push this franchise forward around a Trey Young. He's the prototypical type of wing that you would like to see around Trey Young. Um, you but maybe they. You still got Sadiq. You still have Sadiq. You still have Sadiq now for the. Sadiq and AJ. For for the. You do have A.J. Griffin, which I think is something. And Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson. I'm excited Man. for Jalen Johnson now that John Collins is kind of out of the way for him because I think uh, Jalen Johnson was an incredible. They've drafted very well. Yeah, we, we need to highlight that from Double O to A.J. Griffin, Jalen Johnson, um, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, who they were able to trade. Um, they've had they, also, some, they also traded three first-round picks to get DeJounte. Yes, they yes. So they are in a little situation there where you might not want to trade the guy who you just traded three first-round picks for. But do you want to spend money on him to bring him back? See, that's also a tough situation because yeah, <laughs> you want the cap flexibility. It's the fr yeah. They just had one year, and in that one year, they changed coaches. Yep. And so now, and now this last year is his last year. So there's a lot going on and a lot of decisions they have to make, and it's not the easiest job for a guy like Landry Fields. But circling back to Utah, I have in front of me a list of some guards mm -hmm. that are going to be free agents. Um, obviously, Kyrie Irving, I would not link to Utah. Um, Even Fred, though in 2K, he always signs to Utah. He does because they got the money. <laughs> they got the money. <laughs> got the money. Um, Fred Van Vliet, I, I think, think he's, he's a little too want rich. more money. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna want more. A little money. too rich. What about this name? Mm -hmm. When you talk about taking a bunch of your money, front-loading it for a short-term deal, because this guy has to prove himself a little bit, D'Angelo Russell. I thought about that. Yeah. I thought about that. I, I didn't know what he was going to demand on the market when you was talking about that 20 mil, but I think he could kind of redeem himself there a little bit too. But I also feel like he could put himself in the hot seat. You know, they have... They didn't have the best record, but the way they started and the way they looked, you can kind of feel just, like, the continuity and, like, the little brotherhood. He's got to mesh into that. He's got to buy into that, I think, for him to be a, you know, to look as good as he wants to for that, that value purpose. But, you know, I think that's just, you know, buy, believing in yourself and all that type of, like, buying yourself if you go to Utah. I, I like do want to highlight. Fit, honestly. You don't like the fit? I don't like the fit. I Why do. Not? He, even though he is a good passer, in my mind, I always see him as a <laughs> shoot first guy. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like with the tools that they already have on the team, they, they just need someone that can initiate things more than anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm you don't not think he could buy into that role. It's D'Angelo Russell. Have we seen that's him buy Mike, into that Mike role? Ever? I mean, but so he's, I feel like he's always been in a role, though, where he is looked at to score. I mean, Minnesota was you have Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy yeah. is a live threat, uh, Jalen McDaniels on a wing. If, if that wasn't a situation that you could, but and I like D'Angelo Russell. We did see him in Brooklyn, though, go out and be like a good, like all around point guard. I think he was more score first in Brooklyn, definitely. Yeah. I think he was a, a score-first option in Brooklyn. Um, the one thing that I will say is D'Angelo Russell is coming off a contract where he made $29 million annually. Yeah. He will not make that. No. So that's why I threw Utah out there, because they could be a team that said, hey, we just need you for one year. You can prove yourself. We, let's use each other. And, you I'm, know, I'm all like the teams that, that have money, 
they're the one that might be willing to spend on him. Yeah. I don't see um, Houston being like, we need no. a new point guard no. or, or one of these other Indiana. teams. Indiana. Or the no. Pace, I mean, the Pistons. Or like Spurs. They, they don't Spurs feel like don't even seem like his type of team. At all. Yeah. He yeah. might not even play for the Spurs. I would definitely entertain the idea of doing like a one plus one with a team option on the back end. And then is he mid-level exception? Is that too low to think yeah, about? I think that's, I think that's too, too low. low. He's okay. too low. I think he's worth more than the twelve. What is the twelve million? What is it? Yeah, twelve million. It's about thirteen point something. Yeah, to right go now. from thirty to to thirteen, that's a significant he drop bag. off. He got his bag. And he he didn't played to that caliber since he got the bag. Mm-hmm. He yeah. had highlights. Because I'm trying to figure the, out uh, if he can end up in Chicago. In, <laughs> in the Lakers playoffs. I, I mean, mind him in Chicago because he's off your team. That's why you're saying that. Yeah, Chicago wouldn't be a bad fit. This is a very top heavy free agency class as far as the point guards there like there's a significant drop off you go Kyrie Fred D'Lo you have Patrick Beverly out there if you're Utah and you want to buy into the whole culture thing Mm. um Russell Westbrook I don't see in Utah unless he just really wanted to end on the bag you have Dennis Schroeder out there Dennis Schroeder is he's solid Dennis Schroeder you but then you have like after Dennis Schroeder is Gabe Vincent Javon Carter Shout out to Cuzzo. Um, Trey Jones, but these guys, he's a, he restricted. a re- restricted, IO's restricted, Reggie. Then it goes to Reggie Jackson. I Kobe mean, I, there's, there's a world where maybe they don't even spend on a point guard, right? Where they just bring THT back, who did run point guard for the second half of the season, bring back JC, who and also Colin ran Sexton. some point guard. Colin Sexton is a. We're not giving him that point guard. <laughs> He's one of those dudes. He don't get that title. Uh, but they might just run it back, and it might be good enough. And then they just wait and see what the market holds. And they have all of the first-round picks from the Cavs and all of the first-round picks from Minnesota. They don't need to use every one of those picks in the draft. So we'll, we'll see exactly what their timeline really looks like. Because based on this trade, they're out there saying, that, hey, we're not looking to get the number one pick next season. We want to be competitive. We want to make the playoff. You don't make a trade for a dude that's making $25 million and don't get back anything else in return without yeah. thinking that we're trying to make a push. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They also have to re-sign Larry Market in next season, which is something that they got to figure out. It's going to be pricey to do that. It's definitely. That's a max player right now, boys. Yeah. That's a max player. Any other ideas behind the John Collins trade or the Rudy Gay trade? The one thing I want to throw out there to y'all is I thought – Maybe a seat, maybe even coming to this season and a little bit of last season, and definitely coming off the Eastern Conference run. I thought the Hawks was a team that didn't have many holes. Mm-hmm. Now we're kind of seeing a situation where majority of the starting five. Is Everybody's specific. on the block. Yeah. From, from yeah. rumors. <laughs> what do they need? Yeah. If you have a team, if I tell you that you're going to have Trey Young, don't think about how this last year played out, but yep. you're going to have Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, John Collins, Clint Capella. Then off the bench, you're going to have Bogdan Bogdanovich. You're going to have A.J. Griffin, Jalen Johnson, um, Aneka Kangwu. Even with all those names, I remember being on the D3 podcast before the season started, and we were trying to make our standings. And Mo on there, he's an Atlanta Hawks fan. He was like, I don't see a world where we're not top six. And I'm looking at the other teams out east, I'm like, I don't see a world where they are top six. Right. Yeah. All of those names sound perfect. DeAndre Hunter on 26 other teams, you're like, oh, that's a good pickup. Clint Capella on all these other teams. It's something missing, and I can't. Yeah. I, Landry Fields, and they got to figure it out. Is it the idea of that Trey Young's a very small point guard? It could be. And, and like, he always will be that liability for you on the other side of the ball? It could be. I don't know, because I don't feel like their defense was too awful this season. It's, as long as they had Capella on the back end, it's not yeah. like they were the worst defense in the league with Trey Young on the court. They shot the three ball very badly, which mm-hmm. I think hurt them compared to what they shot last year. That can be a part. And, that, I mean, they're designed to have to shoot the, the, the three ball. You have a pick-and-roll maestro in Trey Young 
who is essentially extending your opponents out, you want to be able to use that space for DeAndre Hunter to hit corner three, Sadiq Bey in another corner, Bogdanovich here, you know what I mean? Uh, even DeJounte. DeJounte, a yeah. ton of your world, my world. Yes. Your turn, my turn. That might be the issue. Mm -hmm. You need a more fluid offense. I don't think you can really compete at a high level. We saw with the Houston Rockets of that your world, my world type thing. Mm -hmm. You have to run a fluid offense or either you just become too predictable. And defenses can really, in the playoffs, just sit down and feel like we can do this, this, that, and we take it and they don't have anything. The, the toughest thing about them yeah. is even when I hear trades or I hear the, some of these names, no disrespect. What is Clint Capella really bringing you? If you trade him to the Mavericks, you're not getting Kyrie or Luka. Nope. Are you getting Tim Hardaway Jr.? I think that Maxi all Clipper? these other trades are going to be similar to the John Collins one. Like, a lot of those mm -hmm. dudes don't hold, like, significant, significant value. And I think part of that is because they have the contracts that they do. John Collins is not an asset because he's making $26 million a year. DeAndre Hunter might not be looked at as a big asset because of the contract they gave him. And I think because we're about to go to this new era of basketball and in 2023-2024 with the second apron is a thing, we're about to start seeing or stop seeing players get immediate extensions when they do something good. When John Collins averaged 20 and 10, he got paid that money. We're like, that seemed like good money, right? Now we are in a spot where if you're too expensive, you're messing up the entire organization. <laughs> you cannot trade second-round picks. You cannot pick up somebody on the buyout market. There's a lot of different things now. And it's going to make it so that these mid-tier players aren't getting those $25 million deals anymore because why should we invest in that when we're just going to be impossible to they build They will. That? They just won't get them from them teams. But are you saying like the markets that don't normally get the free agents? I'm, I can't we might see more control my free agents. But the Rockets got $60 million. Yep. They're going to use that money. They definitely are. <laughs> uh, the Spurs got 38. They're going to use the money. The Kings got 35. They're going to use the money. The Wizards are going to have cap space in another year or two. They're going to use that money. So right. John Collins might not have gotten paid by the Hawks. Somebody. But I bet it. I bet my bottom dollar the Wizards would have been like, when they take my money. Right. I feel like even when they first signed him to that contract, it wasn't even just like, they completely believed in him. I feel like they just didn't want to let him walk for free. Yeah. But at this end, I guess lastly, at least for me from the John Collins, and it's always hindsight, but it's just like Rudy getting a second round pick. Obviously, it's a salary dump, but I'm, if I'm on the teams, I'm like, I could have probably got in on that yeah. if I could have bought low. I read a lot, of, not a lot, I read an article mm -hmm. um, about the Lakers. Oh, oh, man. Oh, no. yeah, not not that they were interested, oh, but it was, okay. it was fan written like, man, oh. if that was the price, shouldn't we get it? We traded yeah. Mo Bamba? No, we yeah. trade. Oh, for John Collins. For John Collins. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess every, I guess every fan base looks at that, looks at it like that. Where like you look at a trade. I saw that with Bradley Beal. They was like, that was it. Right. Why didn't we get in there? Right. Um, my question though, one of my last things. Should teams change that perspective? Of we don't want to lose them for free. Because yeah, I, the I think they should be more proactive than that, man. I think it depends on the player. If it's a player who you feel like really brings a lot to your organization, yeah, you want to get something back for him, even if you can't afford him. Because, like, realistically speaking, if Kyrie Irving right now leaves the Dallas Mavericks, wouldn't they have rather traded him and got something back to where they could have got some of value to compare with Luka? Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I, I mean, from that perspective, yeah. But what I'm saying is kind of more so on the, the John Collins extension stuff, whereas, like, you didn't have a trade that you saw that was able to work. So you fold your hands on that. Now the only option is you overpay him mm -hmm. or you let him walk for free. We've seen that overpaying some of these guys end up handicapping them. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like 
it probably would be better worth yeah it's not the most ideal situation but there is some value in saying hey we would have yeah we would have we would have rather traded you and got something but we didn't so yeah we'll leave that like I wasn't a fan of Bradley Bill getting that extension I felt like it was inevitable that that was going to handicap the Wizards. Only person that was a fan of it was Bradley Bill and his family. Yeah. Everybody else was like, that's too I'm much money. To was it earlier this season? Was that John Collins who they had a trade for? I think it was like maybe the Suns or something. But the Suns like, yes. you got to find another guy. Like, yes. that's on y'all. John Collins. Even though they wanted him. John Collins was a son for like two hours before my SBA picked up the phone and said, no, we're going to get Kevin Durant instead. <laughs> like, John Collins was on the Suns. That was a deal that was done. But getting back to your original question, I'm trying to think of opportun- or worlds where it has worked out. Well, we didn't want to pay this player this money. We'll give it to him anyway, and then we flip him. And the only thing that comes to mind, and this is a bit iffy because it was he was traded almost immediately, was Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton got four years, 70 million coming yeah. off an ACL injury. With the calf. And then 30 seconds later, he was a part of the Donovan Mitchell trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that was, the only opportunity off the top of my head where I could think of. I remember like, Rich Paul talking about that recently. He was talking about how they weren't even going to give him that money, but then that they wanted to trade for Donovan Mitchell and so the they, needed, for, the they needed the money. So yeah. Rich Paul was like. <laughs> We well, y'all. We need 472 in order to make this happen. Right. And so that's how Connor Sexton got that deal. So you got your money not because of your talent, but because they wanted to trade. Wanted to. <laughs> Why would they say that? Yeah, I don't know. You des- you deserve that money, Colin Sexton. Yes, he does. <laughs> but he's right back on the trade block too. We might see him get moved in the next couple of days. We might. All right. So that is all on the John Collins trade, and it is time to talk to the Splash Bros. Come on, man. Let's Splat go, out. man. The match is Thursday, June 29th at 6.30 Eastern time here on TNT, and we got a chance to talk to the Splash Brothers about it. Let's get to it. We're now joined by the Splash Brothers, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. First of all, fellas, welcome to the show, guys. Appreciate you. So we are a few days away from tea time. I want to ask y'all right off rip, how confident are y'all going into this one? You got to hold it down for the basketball community. We definitely do. Um, I say confidence is at at an extreme high. We know who the competition is. Uh, we know they're going to come in strong and be, you know, talking a lot of trash and bringing the A game. But, you know, what me and Clay do, we know how to shoot. We know how to put that ball in the hole. And I think that'll translate well to golf course. Um, and obviously our chemistry and, and the Splash Brothers will be be ready to go. So I'm, I'm excited. I know I know, uh, I know, we got what it takes. I wanted to ask you, fellas, what's – What's the differences in approach of being on a court and your approach of being on a course? Well, for myself, uh, like shooting a basketball and playing defense, like it's so continuous. The rhythm of the game is so different. Basketball, you can play with a little more emotion. Golf, you got to clear your mind. You got to enjoy the scenery. You always got to think next shot's the best shot. That's That's actually applicable to hoops too, but Myself, it's just about, you know, not focusing on the score, but just focus on hitting a good shot every time and enjoying, you know, that flush golf shot that feels just as good as when you switch the ball in the net from three. And other than that, it's just about not rushing anything and just taking your sweet time, reading every putt you can. And, uh, you know, I'm going to lean on Steph a lot and the caddy to give me the knowledge I need to do to put the ball in the hole. Between y'all and Mahomes and uh, Kelsey, who's most likely to hit the ball in the water tomorrow? <laughs> uh, not I. Not I Clay. Not five, you say that and you just grab a bottle of water, right? You said water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Kelsey. Just 
he's got a he got a smooth swing, but I feel like he's gonna be talking so much that he might just forget where he hit it and get a little uh, distracted uh, in the middle of the round somewhere. The question is, I don't know how much we gotta do some more homework on the course and and what the uh, the layout is. I don't even know how much water is out here, but you're staying far away from that. Yeah. yeah. You can't have the, the Splash Brothers name for the wrong reason. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this question is a little bit more geared towards Steph because I know you have a little, a little bit of experience with the match. But what, what were some of your takeaways from the last time? Uh, one, don't let Phil Mickelson set the rules and regulations for the uh, for the format. We got uh, me and Peyton didn't know what we was getting into. They let Chuck play at the red tees and it was an alternate <laughs> shot. It played right into their hands. So. Um, yeah, we, we uh, I think this format is is, is going to be awesome because it keeps, you know, the entertainment high. Even if you hit a bad shot, your partner can hold it down for you and you can, uh, you know, stay in the hole, still compete. I think the overall thing is just how do you, kind of what Clay was talking about, just golf and basketball and the difference is so much time to kind of, you know, get wrapped up in your own thoughts or worry about the last shot or, you know, um, get a little ahead of yourself because you're wanting to, you know, rush through the, you know, through the process. But uh, just enjoying the moment. Like there's a lot of conversations going on, a lot of entertainment, a lot of voices. And that's you know part of the entertainment value of what it is. Um, but for us to just be able to enjoy that part of it, and then just lock in on a shot, hit a shot, and then kind of go back and forth. And it, it takes a little bit of experience to do it, but. Um, I think uh, I think that's the best part about just enjoying ourselves and not getting too nervous out there. We know that uh, TK and Patty Mahomes are going to be talking trash. Are y'all staying level-headed on this one, or are y'all going to be chirping back at them? We're going to be chirping, and we got Draymond out there, and he's a great talker. So, and yeah, well, I need. I just I just asked Draymond. Draymond, give me something. To say. <laughs> So I, I want to um, get it to the NBA world quite a bit. And I'm going to give you two NBA players, and y'all tell me who would win in a round of golf. We got the, one of the GOATs, Michael Jordan, versus Charles Barkley. Who's winning a round of golf? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's mess. It's got to be Mike. It's got to be Mike, right? All day. Yeah, unless you spot Charles 20 strokes, and even that. <laughs> <laughs> we got your teammates, Draymond and Wiggs. Ooh, Draymond. I've seen Draymond's gotten better. Uh, he's putting the ball in the fairway these days. Yeah, I, I would say Draymond, too. Just the first time he sent me a video last summer of him on the course, I, I almost dropped my phone. Like, yo, what? <laughs> he's actually out there. He's actually doing it. So, yeah, Draymond. I don't know the correlation here, but Shaq versus Joel Embiid. Have y'all seen any of those on the, on the green? Mm. Seen neither. Yeah. No, Joel, well, I, I'm waiting for that text to be like, hey, I'm trying to get into the venue. What should I do? So I haven't I haven't gotten it. I don't know if it's on his radar. Uh, I'm going to go with Shaq. Okay. And the last one, we got yourself, Steph, versus J.R. We know J.R. was on the golf team. Absolutely. So so, so, how confident are you going against him? Oh, I'm extremely confident on that one. J.R. got a game. Like you said, he was playing on the – uh, on the golf team, I played three years of high school golf, so I'm like one of the dudes that, you know, has had a little bit of competitive experience, you know, um, back in the day. But uh, it's fun. I, anytime you get out there, that's that's what golf is. It's, it's an ability to bring everybody together. So even if you got handicaps, whatever, you can uh, make it competitive. But straight up, me and Jr., uh, I, I got I got that one. Well, I respect that. Staying on the topic of basketball, I just wanted to ask you guys. 
how do you balance living in the moment right now while also reflecting on what's occurred throughout your two glorious careers and also trying to make sure that you're preparing for what the future is coming, you know what I mean? Because the game is changing so much and evolving and you guys aren't necessarily the young guys anymore. Y'all more so the OGs. So, you know, you're trying to balance <laughs> everything while also taking in the fact that y'all are the greatest shooting backcourt of all time, had the dynasty, Steph, you're MVP, unanimous. Um, you know, how do you balance all of that at once? I mean, it's tough because, like you said, you, you have uh, just that that constant stream of being you know, appreciative and grateful for all the amazing experiences that we've had, the highs that we've gotten to, the, the failures we had to kind of fight through to you know, get to that championship level, you know, the, the brotherhood that you've created over the last you know, decade plus, uh, guys that you've been able to go to war with every single day, every single year, and us being able to hold this, this together for as long as we have. So there's definitely a balance of you know, being appreciative and grateful and thinking back but there's also, you know, just the element of that drives the competitive spirit of what are we going to do now? Because we know there's a lot of people, a lot of teams coming at you every year. You know, Denver's the, the, the reigning champ now, so at least there's, you know, somebody you can target that you got to beat those guys as, as the, the reigning champ. Um, but there's there's still confidence that we can do it at the highest level. And uh, we, we know how to work for it. We know how to, you know, go out there and do it. So... But like the, the the best is is uh, is right here in front of us in terms of kind of rewriting history in terms of uh, you know us being a championship caliber team. How does it feel that y'all are like essentially like trendsetters? Y'all pretty much changed the game. Y'all opened up the door to small ball to pace and space. How does it feel to be trendsetters into the the, the new NBA? I mean, it's, it's it's weird. I was just watching the uh, Jazzers Bulls from Game Six, nineteen ninety eight, and just to see. The game go from inside out to now outside in. Like, I'm sure it's different for y'all growing up. You were taught two big men on the block, mm -hmm. right? Uh, cross screens, down screens. And now, you know, any guard who played in the 90s or 2000s is probably kicking themselves a little bit like, man, these young bucks just get to let it fly at any moment, shoot it from anywhere. But 20 years ago, that was unthinkable to take a one drill pull from three and do that eight times a night. So <laughs> how to see that we've ushered in kind of a new way of just how the whole game is played and from what attack point is really cool. It's something I take great pride in. And I know Steph does as well, but uh, there's still, I think many chapters are right to our story. Yeah, with that being said, um, obviously still going too, but do y'all think the way the game is going and the way people are shooting threes, people catch all records, you know, sooner rather than later? Maybe not sooner, but at some point <laughs> in history, I think they'll be broken. Probably hopefully like 50 years down the line, but uh, when it comes to three-point shooting and volume and accuracy, I think it's going to take be a long time before those are beaten. Um, so would it be in the offseason, a lot of teams are making adjustments and changes. Your team did that as well, uh, making a big trade this offseason so far. How do y'all feel about having Chris Paul around, you know, another one of the greatest players of all time added to the locker room? Yeah, it's going to be amazing. You know, it's obviously a big change um, Consider all the history that we've had for it. And, you know, me and him uh, going way back to North Carolina days and him kind of being my mentor when I was coming out, out of college and being able to work out with him and learn the ropes. So, 
one thing about CP, he said it, you know, all the time, is that he makes you know teams that he's on better. And I think for us, that's what why the move was made, and just an, an opportunity for us to try to compete at the highest level and you know, get back to a, a you know a championship you know level uh, team and, and making sure all the pieces fit. So just excited about the. The, the unknown and the opportunity behind it because you know it's going to be uh, a lot of a lot of high IQ guys in the locker room trying to figure it out. One of the questions I had for you guys was the importance of coaching stability. How important has that been for you guys in your career? Because we're looking around the NBA right now, and I mean, <laughs> left and right coaches are getting dropped, hired, dropped, hired, and I look at the the organizations that are always in that conversation of championships, you guys, the Miami Heat, even the San Antonio Spurs, regardless of the last couple of down years, and you, you organizations have that coaching stability that we've seen one guy in that lead chair for over a long period of time. How important is that um, from, a, from y'all perspective as well? I mean, Steve's been great. I mean, Steph and I have only played for Mark and Steve, and both guys instilled a ton of confidence in us, and best part of playing for a guy like Steve is I can ask him what it was like playing for that dynasty run with the Bulls or what it was like playing for Twin Towers. My personal play, favorite growing up in Portland, I always ask him about what the Blazer days were like with Rashid and Damon. And just to be able to gain that knowledge from Steve and he makes you appreciate the present more than anybody I know just because of how specialist it is of an opportunity, not just to be in the NBA, but like you said, to compete for championships. I mean, it's so rare and to be a part of a team who's done it multiple times and look forward to doing it again. Uh, it's something I don't take for granted. I know Steph doesn't. And Steve is just such a great person at uh, monitoring personalities and uh, getting the right staff around them. And it would be hard to envision playing for somebody else just for what we've been from what we've been through. Well, we want to say a very special thank you to you fellas for, for pulling up for a little bit of being for honorary sure. members of Through the yes. Wire. For everybody at home, yeah. be sure to tune in to the match Thursday, the 29th at 6.30 Eastern on TNT. The two goats, man. We did. We talked to the rookies coming in, and all of them said they wanted Steph Shooter. Yep. We said, if you can add one thing, and they all, we, it got to the point we said, hey. No more. But, no besides more. Steph, Shooter, Steph Shooter. You name us something else. So we appreciate y'all, man. No disrespect, oh, no, Clay. I'm saying play shooting. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, remind them kids, man, when you Young see them bucks. this year. Appreciate y'all, man. Stay Thank blessed. You. All right, man. What an amazing interview we just got done with the Splash Brothers. Um, so we're gonna jump right into the Roman Mills. One my of the favorite. Big... This is my favorite. I want you to know. I love this. You we love found it? out I that a lot of people loved it. Yeah. yeah. The rumor I just, mills is the thing, man. I love the rumor mills. I just hate how. You don't love it. I do love it. I <laughs> okay. love doing it. It took okay. you a long time. We've been pitching rumor mills for years. <laughs> it got to the point where I was hosting rumor mills, and your name is D Mills. But here we go. We are. We are. Sometimes, so, sometimes things just happen a little later than they should. Yeah. yeah. Better late than never. So, but never late is better. Sometimes it's money. <laughs> but we'll spend it together. <laughs> <laughs> Weezy, so, that's for you. All right, so the Dallas Mavericks recently made a play for... DeAndre Ayton. Mm. Um, the trade was declined. I'm going to give you all the trade details. The Mavericks offered Tim Hardaway Jr., Rashawn Holmes, and JaVale McGee for DeAndre Ayton. I would have declined it, too. I would have declined it as well. I felt like, for me personally, that's not enough. <laughs> who, um, wait, who declined? Which team declined the it? Suns. The Suns. The decline. Suns declined okay. that offer. Okay. Um, I don't think that's lucrative enough. And why am I taking in two centers? 
<laughs> I also feel like they also a team that would like to have more wing depth. Like I would want a Maxi Kleber in this deal mm -hmm. or something that can add more value than JaVale and Rashawn Holmes. I feel like that and there's no draft capital in this as well. I'm this giving was you a, eerily similar to the one that we talked about like two episodes ago. Remember we were throwing out DeAndre. We had Maxi Kleber in there though, right? Was it was it Kleber, TH, THJ, and then JaVale? Was that the deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I'm happy that that trade didn't go down. Yeah. I do agree with D. Mills, though. When I look at the Suns and what they could bring back from Aiden, I don't think that they're going to get an NBA All-Star, but I definitely want wing depth. I want wing depth or I want really, really um, fitting role players. Yeah. And I, JaVale McGee, Rashawn Holmes, I think those are the type of guys. They can sign those type of guys. They can yeah. literally go in free agency with a little bit of money that they have, and they can bring them in. I also read, not to take anything on your, your rumor, Mills, no, I hope ahead. not, um, they're hosting free agent workouts. And yeah. Jabari Parker was invited. That's so Chicago's Sam very Johnson, own Jabari Parker. Casey Randall. Hey, Lance Stevenson, we need you in those workouts, man. For real. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas, just br everybody. Yeah. Br bring them on. Where's the defenders Give it a shot. They need Avery Bradley to show up. Yo. They said Stan Stanley Johnson really liked that defensively, True. though. True. He, he would know. I like Stanley Johnson. When they said Stanley Johnson's name, I was like, I can understand it. Yeah. Jabari Parker, I was like, uh, mm. but Stanley Johnson, at least he's going to bring you the defense. And, you know, it hasn't been too long since he actually been playing on the court. I miss Jabari Parker in the league, man. When yeah. Jabari Parker was at the peak of his powers, it was ridiculous. Shout out to Jabari, man. He should, he should still be in Milwaukee. Yeah. Next, to, Greek next to the Greek freak, man. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. He should be. He, I, I always mean, forget ACL that he had a, twice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard to come back from two ACL tears. I kind of forget he, that he did have a stint in Chicago, too. Like, Jamar. Yeah. He was a $20 million a year guy. Yeah. $20 million. <laughs> not to before, play defense. Not though. to play defense, but though. This is before. <laughs> this is before guys were making $20 million. Yeah. Like, when Jer remember Jeremy Grant got his $20 million, uh not too long ago from the Pistons? That was, yeah. like, a big deal. Jabari was getting them bread before yeah. that. But you know what? In he was oozing with potential, man. I can't believe I'm defending the Bulls front office. We were below the floor, and we needed to spend money somewhere. Why not bring in the Chicago's? Y'all you know my conspiracy about yeah. Chicago they always Bulls. Always have one Chicago guy. Always roster. one of them. Y'all did it smartly too. The one plus one. Yep. It didn't work. What did we ship him off to? I didn't Sacramento. No, no, it? Washington with the Daniel Gafford trade. Yes, it was. Oh. And we got back Otto, Otto Porter in that uh -huh. one. Y'all gave up Chandler Hutchinson. Seven games. Chan Chandler Hutchinson, Daniel Gaffer, and Jabari Parker. Yep. And um, I think after that, he went to Sacramento, maybe a little bit of Boston, and that was the last time we seen Jabari. Yeah. yeah. And then Gaffer went right back to Washington. We got Troy Brown Jr. No, no, no. He was too. always in Washington, right? No, Gaffer was on the Bulls. He was on the he was Bulls. Traded. Oh, yeah, traded he was there. traded there. Yeah, That's yeah, when the okay. new regime yeah. came in and was like, we don't like Daniel Gaffer. And then he got an extension. So and, man, you were saying he should be starting some Daniel Gaffer. Over Wendell Card, I would not forgive you for that. Gaffer, you said I'll play Wendell if you get yes. yes. They just hit with different players because Gaffer was all energy. Yes. And then Wendell was a lot of finesse. No, a, lot, a lot of position There were definitely defense. games where Gaffer looked a little lost on the court. Yeah, for sure. Even and to then, this day. And there, was still, <laughs> and there was also games where his energy and his effort outperformed Wendell's shooting and finesse. If Wendell Carter, which it doesn't happen anymore, we're, we're talking about Wendell Carter from three or four years ago. <laughs> it was a minute ago. Um, when he wasn't making no jump shots or he wasn't bought in, he didn't look like he should be on the floor. When he wanted to play power four back then. He wanted to play power four back then. And no, so Daniel Gafford looked a lot more interesting out there. Um, this is Gafford had the, the blocks and the dunks. That was yes. Like, oh, yeah. And at the that's time, that's all y'all needed. needed. But, but no, no, Wendell was a positional <laughs> defender. See, man, y'all went tuned in like I was. He was the positional defender. Keep your hands up. Don't get the block, but you get contest. You don't get the rebound because you got the contest. And that was a lot of I miss them boys. This is, but Wendell now Carter. and today, he's, that's just him every game. Yeah. But then he would do that. I would love for him to be on the Bulls right now. And Gafford? No. Or Wendell. 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 Oh. Yeah. 
Definitely Wendell. Definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Shout out to Daniel Gafford, though. I think he can have a nice season with the Wizards. Yep. Uh, next one, we got the Warriors are projected to sign Draymond Green to a three-year deal. Love it. This yeah. would disappoint me. <laughs> okay. I love the Splash Bros. I obviously just had them on. But I want to see Draymond Green potentially You ain't say that to their face? Huh? You ain't say that to their face? Why would I talk to them about <laughs> all NBA players when you talk about their teammates and free agency? Just want to want him to do what's best for him and his family. Yeah. So there's no reason to ever even bring it. Um, it's not that I necessarily want him to leave. I just want him to go out and explore. And mm -hmm. I like the idea of him in Sacramento. Uh, I love the idea of him in Sac uh, with Golden State, obviously. But him in Sacramento. Um, we him in Portland. Oh my gosh, I'm about to walk off the set. Is that one of your rumor meals? No. Because that might have been the that, most. That was one that Damian Lillard did. Damian want. Lillard is exposing himself as not a good GM. <laughs> I don't think most players are good GMs. I, I think most players have this weird, like, dream fantasy of what they want on the team, but they don't be knowing how to make it happen. So mm -hmm. I'm going to use this notepad, right? And I'm going to do something where Portland right now, Portland Trail Blazers, right? Core. Yeah. Not mentioning Damian Lillard. So we got Scoot Henderson. Yes, you tell me when I'm wrong. Anthony. Yep. We have Shaden. Yep. Who else am I not? Nurkic. Nurkic. No, he's not a part of the core. What we doing? Really Chris doing? Murray. They just dropped him. Murray. And then Ryan Ruper. And I'm gonna even put a guy like Nasir Little and Keon Cam, Johnson. Cam uh, Reddish. Oof. Right. Yeah. Is that the core? This is like just the young, the young core. Okay. Damian Lillard. Wants to not do that. He wants the Trailblazers to not consider this, <laughs> and he wants them to go get Draymond, resign Jeremy Grant, and Jeremy Grant wow. on a team that has Nurkic. Who else is on his team? Um, that's it. That's, that's about. It. That's, that's about, about, about the roster. So he's saying, yeah. "Hey, get Draymond, sign Jeremy Grant. We got Nurkic, me, Anthony Simons. What does he Simons, think that's gonna do? And we have a bunch of these young guys, and we gonna back go in the compete. playoffs. We yeah, just back in the playoffs. Just back, back in the playoffs. This back team that he can be in the playoffs. Right he now, said that he true. wants a team that just has a chance. This does team that, does not have a chance. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's back and forth. It's like, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm willing to spend, you know, this year re, not even rebuilding, but just like playing with the young guys, and it's also that too. It's just too much back and forth. And, I'm so I'm ready tired for it. I'm ready of for it. it to move on. I, we we never will, year, though. though. We, we literally said will. this last year. And I went. On, I came on the show and I said, hey, I'm not talking about Damian Lillard until he's being traded. And, and I think that's I'm, how we should approach the rest of the show. Because every day it's a new – last night I'm laying in bed yeah. at a great hotel. Shout out to him. And there was a report from Chris Hayes. You know Chris Hayes is locked in with Damian Lillard. Shout out he to He had OK the meeting. Chris. And they're going to potentially build around him. I'm thinking that's it. Boom. No, no more trade rumors because Dame had the meeting with Joe Cronin. And they said we're going to continue to build around him. And Dame gave them the thumbs up. This morning, why did I wake up to another rumor? <laughs> Saying what? Um, I, what was it? Um, it, was, it was another rumor that he would prefer to stay, but he's going to wait to see what free agency yeah, yeah. is about. He's going to wait. What are we doing? Make sure y'all tune in. We're doing a live free agency show. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I would love to see him get traded on that day. But I just don't understand it anymore. Mm -hmm. Every day is something different. Dame is on the gram. Miami's playing in the background, which I think that was pure coincidental. Jimmy Butler's they on live They still had to make a... Jimmy Butler's music yeah, behind him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so I'm so tired. Jimmy Butler's music behind him. I'm so tired. Dame, do what's best for you and your And then family. you know what's also funny? If Dane were to be moved, he don't want to go to a team that's too stacked. Right. This, what? <laughs> but but his number one team he want to go to is Miami. Who was in the finals this year? And was in but the finals not two they years were stacked, before. Though. 
I mean, sure, but a finals team is a finals with him, team. I think with him, they're a little stacked. Yeah, I think they would I be mean, my favorite to come out of That's East. three all-stars. That's all three all-NBA players. And all the important positions. The guard, the, the wing, wing, the, the big. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to fill the holes right there. I'm just saying, Max Drews, Caleb Martin, and we good. If for some reason you're watching this, because I'm assuming that he is, right? Do his best, but goddamn, I'm tired. I'm just so tired. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I can't, I'm not even <laughs> attached to it. Like, I can't yeah. imagine, a, like, a diehard Portland Trailblazer fan not going through all of the swing. And I'm not even talking about him. All of the swings I, I, I of I feel emotions. like that's a shot at him. You're not you a diehard. Well, die I don't take it a shot. I, don't, I wasn't considering it a shot. He's literally wearing their colors. Oh, snap. He do got the, that color tie. But it's also the Bulls color. He did not think about that and, and think about the Bulls. <laughs> no, I also didn't think about the Blazers when I put this on either. Just, the Blazers? Was it was just back the in The Blazer mind. matching the Blazers. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just, I think it's just super tiring because you're going through these swings of emotions. Oh, we're about to yeah. trade Dame. Oh, we're not going to trade Dame. Oh, we got school Henderson. Oh, maybe we're not going to have school Henderson because for some reason, uh, Howard Beck talked about it today where Paul George for school Henderson was talked about. Yeah. So what does this roster look like? I ain't. I'm, now, I'm they could pull that off. You got me. You pull that off and you go get Draymond, and I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> so Draymond, Paul George. And Damian yeah. Lillard. And nothing else, because that's so much money. <laughs> Second <laughs> apron maxed. All of it. All right, anything else with the rumors? Uh, yes, we do. The 76 is operating as if James Harden has signed a new contract. Suitors, the other suitors have ended their pursuit. I heard that that was capped. I I heard heard that Rocket still got a good chance. Uh, I did hear about the Philly, though, that they did feel better about it because him or James Harden, Nick Nurse, Joel Embiid, they all sat down. I think Tobias Harris, too. And they they sounded excited to go into it and kind of, you know, retool it. But, I mean, I... It's a reason why he, he didn't take that, you know, $35 million or whatever it was. It's just because he's going to keep his options open, and I feel like that's exactly what it is. It ain't no locks yet. Why would Tobias Harris be excited when his sons know. just, I thought he was almost a son. They just knew, they were just looking for a Said he was almost a cab. Y'all see what his pop's been saying? Yes, yeah. about him sitting in a corner and all yeah. of that. They I don't think a, Mike knows. Can you inform no. him? So uh, his pop's went on a little media run. And he was talking about his son. I mean, I understand. It's his son. It's his son. Saying that he's such he an offensive him. weapon. In true. He made him. He did. He did. Such an offensive weapon that's relegated to being in the corner. And they need to use him the right way. More touches? I mean, I mean, like, the numbers do say that's, that's true, right? Yeah, when James Harden didn't play, he averaged like 22 points per game. When yeah. James Harden did play, he like 16. Like Numbers-wise, you could say it was down, but like I feel like he did what they needed to do when you know the, the situation arrives. Whether he playing defense, whether somebody was out, he needed to score a little bit more. I thought you could see him, like like you said, the shots weren't there, but he was playing in the flow of what they needed him to. I and feel like when you he, make $20 million yeah. over your value, you don't, you don't complain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what Bias Harris And then he also hinted the fact that he, how he was playing with the Clippers. I think he also said something about that, how he was the number one option there. That makes he was, sense. I mean, with the was, Clippers, he was a, a borderline all star. Yeah. No Joel and beat. Yeah. 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 It was him and like Gallinari. Gallinari. That was a fun team, man. That was, was. A fun, that was a fun team, but yeah. there's a difference that his, no disrespect, his father needs to realize. That's a fun team. This team has real championship goals and aspirations. <laughs> they have real people like Joel and B and James Harden at the helm. So, even Maxi. So, I mean, this is not, you want to have fun or you want to try, try to get a ring? If they come up short again this year, is Joel and B potentially asking out next summer? Yeah. Oh, you getting into my, the next segment because that was hey, one of my questions about that team. We'll hold We'll hold it. We'll, we'll hold it. My bad. We'll hold that. Uh, this just came out actually like right before we filmed that the Miami Heat are considering waving Cal Lowry. 
Which still makes sense because his money is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can stretch it, you can stretch the money yeah. across multiple years and stuff, but I don't see a world where that's going to happen. Yeah, because another team would. If you waive him, another team isn't just going to pick up 35 mil. Yeah, he's going to clear waivers, and it's going to you're going to still have to pay him regardless. You're, yeah, you're yeah. basically paying him for what he's going to do on my team. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I would basically have to see what they do because yeah, I don't I understand that they're not going to go out and get any of these names that I have written down. Um, at best, what they bring back Gabe Vincent, and I think that still clears a path for the need of Kyle Lowry. So at that point, you bite the bullet, bring the team back, and maybe his contract alleviates um, some financial pressures of a potential trade during the season. Or, you know, you just ride it out. I'm trying yeah. to figure out if there's a, another team similar to the Atlanta Hawks that are trying to get below the second apron that will be willing to bring in Kyle Lowry's contract because it expires at the end of the year, which is when the second apron hits. Like, is there a player on a multi-year deal that the team is like, we don't really want him no more because it's too expensive, so we're taking Kyle Lowry's contract? The Jazz with Colin Sexton? Do they want to get I, rid I don't of feel like last? the Miami Heat even see that as, like, something they want to do because there's three years left on Colin mm-hmm. Sexton's deal, and he... he his play style yeah. is very similar I, to some stuff they already have. What the, I'm trying to think, because the Timberwolves have to pay McDaniels soon, don't they, too? And Anthony Edwards. So Welcome. they're going to have to pay they're them. Is, could Cap be that one? Oof. The Nas Reed extension? Ooh. I feel and like Cat is going to be moved, and we could talk about it a little more yeah. later. But I feel like Cat is, you just you got three three centers wrapped up mm-hmm. in, a, in a large part of your, your cap. So. Well, I could have got Norman Powers available for trades. So maybe he's the guy that they would rather deal. I, you know what, Derek? I think you might be on to something. Uh, maybe it's not Norman Powell, but I'm just going to say the Clippers in general, just because yeah. they've been looking for point guard play. And though Kyle Lowry's almost 40 years old, he sold in the playoffs that he could still be a little bit of glue and could still potentially give you some games. Um, and then they struck out on Malcolm Brogdon a couple weeks ago or yep. last week or so. So I, I think that might be a team because they already have like three to five players making in that realm of 10 to tw- uh, 20 million. So you package Robert Covington and Nicholas Batum or something. But do the Miami Heat even see that as like good for them? I don't know. I think that package that you just named, yeah. Robert Covington and Nicholas Batum are very good wings. I think they can come in and fit well with what they do. Are they still, or are we thinking about two years ago? Batum is. He's always felt that way with Covington. Remember when Covington and I he like. He said Covington. Covington was going with DPOY. Yeah, defensive player of the year with the Blazers. You. you I thought were, he was a dark horse. I, he, I didn't say he was one. I say he was my dark horse. You, yes, you did. You did say that. He boy was he a dark horse. That was plus <laughs> one million on, on FanDuel or something. I don't think a horse Super could get dark any horse. darker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one, Chicago's own Derrick Rose is linked to me. Milwaukee, Phoenix, and Chicago have all. Showing interest in Phoenix makes guy. the most sense. Scares me a little bit as a Bulls fan. Um, that he's going to end up in Chicago? And that's going to be like, here, guys, we did it. Yeah, no, I would more so love, I love the idea of him playing at home, but I would also love the idea of Derrick Rose winning, winning a championship and competing and showing he can still play at a high level. I'm not saying he can't show he can't play at a high level mm-hmm. in Chicago, but to do it on a bigger stage in Milwaukee or Phoenix would mean a lot more. So you want to see him in a place we can get real Y'all tick? could work his What's value. Up? Well, nah, I, y'all can't trade him again. Imagine we bring him back <laughs> oh, just to oh, trade oh, him again. Yeah. seems like the player, if you could bring him in on, on a smaller contract, he can outplay that, and you could have him as an asset, but in Chicago, that's home. They're not going to do that to D-Rose. No, yeah, not just, again. It was disappointing because we had saw him be very, very vital for us in the Knicks. And then we took a different direction with our team and everything. And, you know, unfortunately, he was the person that um, lost minutes in that. But I do think there's still something there for playoff contending teams who need about 15 minutes a night from a backup point guard. So Milwaukee seems nice, depending on what they do with Javon, um, even Phoenix, because who is their point guard? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Derrick Rose can definitely give you give you some campaign-ish 
punch off the bench if you're Phoenix. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, we got to get his accessories back on. <laughs> got to get the accessories back on, D-Rose. And <laughs> I need, I'm still waiting on my signed jersey. We ain't forgot. Uh, from Howard Beck, uh, Russell Westbrook is likely to stay with the Clippers. Makes sense to me. So, yeah, there go the APG right there for the Clippers. A quote that I – not a quote, but a statement I live by, and I think it applies to every area in life. And I think Russell Westbrook is using this for his decision-making. You listening? Mm-hmm. I need you to listen. You might want to open up your notepad. You too. I don't even have a notepad. You the only one with one? No, on your phone. Oh, okay. Sheesh. You got a computer. You're not right listening. There. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it, baby. If oh. it ain't broke, I thought you don't a different fix it. No, you wanna, we ain't walking or running today. No, I, I wouldn't even think we about sitting that. down. <laughs> if, it, if it ain't broke, you what don't fix it. What if it is broke, it. They didn't win. Oh, if it's broke, dude, you got to pick all those pieces up and do what you got to do. But what's, what is Russell Westbrook's value outside of the Clippers? That's like, what what the not, it don't even matter because it ain't broke, so he's not going to fix it. Mm-hmm. What does the money look like then? The, Are we talk, now, is he signing a vet minimum? We can, that's, that's he's over. This your last rumor? I feel like he's over. I got one more. What's that one more rumor? Uh, it's the Brian Windhorst that came out right before we started filming. Go ahead. I have specul- This is the quote from, how, from Brian Windhorst. I have a speculation that there's a couple outlandish stuff that I'm not going to say right now because I might get in trouble. I wish I could tell you more, and I shouldn't tease you. I don't know what's but going on does. in Cleveland. But he does. He does. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Cleveland, but apparently it's something very it's, outlandish. It's something that's happening. Now, we're trying to figure out exactly if that's trade stuff. Is that locker room stuff? Is it outside of Like, what does that mean? Derek, I know you're on a diet, and I know you've, you, you're going vegan this month, so I'm not going to tease you. <laughs> like, am I? Can y'all bring out this steak? <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on, man. Yeah. Come I'm on. Te- Come I'm on. not going to tease you. Come on. Back to Russell Westbrook, though. Um, I'm definitely keeping my eye and my ear close to the streets because I want to know what's going on with that Cavalier situation. I guarantee if we go into Cavalier Reddit or Cavalier Twitter, they're investigating right now. I got you. Um, While you're doing that, I'll look it up. Russell Westbrook made $34 million last year. Yes. And this, this is a good transition into our free agent predictions. Mm-hmm. If he does, in fact, go back to the Clippers, yeah, what is the money or the value for Russell Westbrook? I think he's going to be around that mid-level exception where he's going to get, like, that 15 to 12 million. So the one thing I wanted to do, I wanted to guess the team, and I wanted to guess the money. Okay. But while guessing the money, I also want y'all to tell me what y'all think he's worth. Not not what he's going to sign for, because he might take a significant pay cut to stay with the Clippers because it worked. But what do you think Russell Westbrook is worth with just dollars and cents. I think he's worth. After making 34, uh, no, after making $46.2 million last year at age 34. Anywhere, honestly, from the range of like 15 to 20. He's, 15 still, a, to 20. he's still a starting point guard in this league. You know, I think that the hurt on him is obviously the situation with the Lakers. It wasn't the best fit. But also people kept looking at that $50 million or the money he was making. They were like, just no way. But with the Clippers, he showed his value, and he showed, like, he still got it in the tank. So I, I'm still thinking around 15, 20 mil for somebody like Russell. Yeah, I would still give him around 15 to 20 mil. But if I'm the Clippers, I, th- I still think I can get him on a discounted price where I can go a little bit less. I also wouldn't mind him in Miami. I think Miami would not be a bad fit for Russell Westbrook. I think he can go in there and provide a lot of things. They're, they're a team that doesn't really have much guard depth. He can go in there and give them some energy. I don't really like the fit in Miami. Okay. Mostly because when they started Maybe to really like. click was with the jump shooting. Gabe Vincent. But when the shots weren't falling, as we saw in the finals, you needed some sort of rim pressure. At least one thing Russell Westbrook does provide is consistent rim pressure. What would you rather have? As a team that last year led the league in three-point percentage, 
Do you want to sacrifice that much for a little bit more rim Fight. pressure? Fight. Argue. But I think his rim pressure makes easier shots. Yell at him when you say But what if three is greater than two? Yell at him. He's kicking it out to threes. Right. Like but now, but there's la- lack of space in because of him. I still think if you could bring him in, you could still keep your Max Truce game. You're still going to have those shooters doing Mac Duncan Robinson. I don't know if you know how to cap work, my brother. Okay. Maybe Some I'm of those wrong. dudes, Gabe Vince is a free agent this season. There's a lot of those dudes that they would have to sacrifice to make it happen. <laughs> I just don't, I, I don't know. I think the Clippers is like the match made in heaven for him. Okay. Yeah. They need point guard play. He's a point guard. It worked to some value last year with the limited amount of time they played together. And I'm looking across the league and trying to figure out, does he match them? Maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. The Clippers is the one spot that, A, wants him. That's the biggest thing for Russell Westbrook right now. Mm-hmm. And also can use... What he does and maximize it. No, I like him in the Clippers, too. We got another guy. Also, I'm on the Reddit of the Cavs. Okay. People are speculating. A lot of people think it's Miles Bridges. All about it. That he will be signing with the Cavs. Like, they're thinking that because of the quote. Not, nothing is not, he's a free agent. Oh, because he took the picture with Darius Garland. Oh, did he? Okay. See, yeah, I didn't know that did. part. But that, that, the, 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 these are just normal fans mm-hmm. speculating. They're saying Miles Bridges. The one thing Bridges I'm gonna have to say uh, to the fans, he's going to sign with somebody. It's gonna be. A oh, he's back. He's gonna be back in the league. He ser- served his unofficial suspension, which was one season, and a real suspension on top of it. He'll be back in the league. Whether yeah, I'm just the fan. I'm, the fans. I'm not saying you have to like him. I'm not saying no. I don't think any. Hopefully, nobody in the world agrees with what he did. Absolutely. Not. But you have to understand the inevitable that he is coming back. I was seeing a lot of different fan bases speak on you know like Darius Garland and him had a picture and they was getting on Darius Garland's case it's nothing Darius Garland can do I remember they had a lot of they were doing a lot of runs maybe it was like off season kind of like after that or died down a little bit but Miles Bridges was hanging around they had like Trey Young he Trey Young was in the runs they had a lot of people doing runs and Miles Bridges was just chilling in the back yeah. you know so I feel like he's going to be acclimated you know sooner rather than later even in what they're like in the minds of the NBA people I wonder what the contract looks like when he does finally so sign, so one year, five million. You think, yeah. I think so too, because he uh, was he was slated to make a hundred mil before he exactly. did the stuff that he did. Yeah, yeah. You're I, have to really play up that value again. Yeah. The fans just need to take their any of their frustrations they have and channel it to Miles Bridges. You can't be mad at Lamelo because he's back in the NBA and Lamelo is taking a picture with him or Darius Garland. I've I've seen that a few times now, and the, the latest one was Darius Garland, but he'll be at an event. Like, they were at, like, a, maybe a, a youth AAU tournament, and they took a picture next to each other or something. And everybody is going in on Darius Garland. But it's like, what, what do you want Darius Garland to do? He um, is not, you know, I, I just don't know. Uh, anyway, the next guy is Chris Middleton. Ooh. 31 in eight months, so he's going to be 32. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, he made $35.5 million. Now he is a free agent who opted out of his Bucks contract. Mm-hmm. Teams... Price and what is your value for him? Uh, for me, teams that I think should be involved is um, I know Milwaukee uh, yeah. obviously is number one. Dallas I think will be another good fit. I don't know money wise if they can't bring back Kyrie, if they can get a Chris Middleton, I think that wouldn't be bad for them. Um, those those are probably the two top teams. Even Memphis if they could somehow get in there and get them a Chris Middleton, but I think Chris Middleton for me is worth about thirty million dollars a year, twenty eight to thirty. Yeah, I, I, this is a boring answer, but he's more likely not going back to Utah Jazz. I mentioned this before. The Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks. What did I say? The Utah, Utah Jazz. Jazz. He's not going to Utah Jazz. The Milwaukee Bucks. Um, he was a part of the decision to bring on Adrian Griffin to be their new coach. 
I don't know if you don't feel, if you don't feel confident that he's coming back to your team, he doesn't have a say in who's going to be coach of your roster for the Maybe next Maybe that's your seasons. way to persuade him to consider to come back. Maybe. He's, he's going back. Yeah. Um, the, this, the question is, can he stay healthy? It's been two seasons in a row where he's dealt with some health issues that prevented him from being at the peak of his powers, which ultimately means that the uh, Milwaukee Bucks can't really compete without that second fiddle guy. Luckily for them, Drew Holiday stepped up a lot last season, made an all-star appearance, but you want those three collectively to have great seasons. And because of that, I mean... Here's the kid trail. Mm-hmm. Here is a Here is another handicap situation. When I'm in this seat, it's Kenny. Kenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so am I PJ? <laughs> if you want to be. Instead of EJ, is PJ. If you want to be. Um, is this another handicap situation? They have to consider the fact that he hasn't been healthy. Yes. I think all, all of those things are going to play a part. Because at the end of the day, more than anything in the world, you want to keep Giannis healthy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he- happy and healthy, too, I guess. Um, you want to keep him happy. And if Chris Middleton is the guy, then Chris Middleton's the guy. If Adrian Griffin was the guy, then Adrian Griffin was the guy. When you have a dude that might be the best player in all of basketball, you have to do, and you're in a small market, you have to do everything in your power to keep him happy. Um, and luckily for them, they got the ring. Yep. But you want more. You want and more. they can't be a team that also goes out there and they lose Brooke Lopez potentially and mm. Chris Middleton mm-hmm. all in mm-hmm. one summer. That will be a huge blow to that roster. Now you got to look at them out they really good tenders. Basically, when you don't know what they're going to get back, you're not going to get another Brooke Lopez who compliments Giannis to the perfect T of what you want in a yeah. big. I'll tell you, can I ask you a question? What's up? How do you look at Giannis if you think Brooke, losing Brooke Lopez changes the dynamic of that team that much? You still have Giannis, I think so he just, should always make you a contender. I think so. But what Brooke Lopez brings to the table of being able to shoot the ball, sure. but also defend other bigs uh-huh. at a very good level and be a damn near DPOY candidate. Yeah. Brooke Lopez just adds so much value. I don't think that's not the question though. Yeah. We know Brooke Lopez adds value. What? But shouldn't this team be a contender regardless because Giannis Antetokounmpo is the face of this franchise? Are you telling me I, all I'll of their? For you, Derek. Yes. Yeah. They should but, be, but... Like, I went into last season thinking that they were the favorite to win the Eastern Conference. I, they were my favorite. I was wrong. <laughs> they got eliminated first round. But if you eliminate Brooke Lopez from the, from, the, from the team, I don't walk in and say the Bucks are my favorite to win the East anymore. I'm yeah, looking, I'm looking at Boston probably with the Porzingis acquisition. But, you, but my point is, I, I agree with that. But you're still looking at them as they should be... They will be contenders. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But not, fav- not favorites. Yeah. yeah. Because they still got Bobby Portis. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not Brooke Lopez as far as defense, but he'll make a jump shot here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. one, they were really good when back when Brooke Lopez had the back issue. Yeah. And was out. Yeah. They were decent. I feel like the, their seed, defense right? fell off a little. <laughs> their defense fell off a little bit, but they Damn, were still in there. Water. I do. I need. I'm, I'm also thinking for <laughs> Chris Middleton. I think the the best place scenario is probably Milwaukee. Do you think a young team could try to just buy him? He's being linked to the Rockets. I, the just, Rockets I think the Rockets would be a cool I idea. idea. I think I they would be a cool why, idea. Though. Yeah, I don't see why. For a bag. You, talk, you, you toss him a no, bag. No, I mean from, from the from Houston Chris Rockets Mid- perspective. Chris Middleton, if you're going to chase a bag, chase a bag. You got the yeah. ring. You got the all I mean, Chris Middleton, he's a really good player. He's not going to take them to, like, the next level or anything. But you already – you don't know what's going to happen with James Harden. You're going to have money to spend. You could try Freddie. When you say you bringing try Chris, Chris Middleton hinders the development of the younger guys, Chris I don't Middleton's think Chris Middleton play. is a very demanding player at all. I, I can agree with that, but I'm saying, okay, you're, you're Rafael Stone. Right? Mike Cooking? You're in charge of this team. Mm-hmm. You have $68 million in cap space, yeah. and you have to spend it. 
why acclimate that money to Chris Middleton when he's had two straight seasons of a lot yeah. of injuries I versus guess, bringing in multiple people that can it is a reach for it because like I said even if he is healthy and you sign him to like a four-year max contract or something like that even a couple years down the road you still might look at it and like damn we're paying Chris Middleton this money where we could have spent that other else but for the situation you're in right now you're you're just one I don't do you, are they the youngest roster in the league in terms of if like they're the not, wise, they're probably top they're, bottom they're, five. They got to be right there. So I'm like, you need somebody that is kind of like been in a, has that experience, veteran. And like I said, he, I'm not sure what he is inside the locker room. I'm sure like he's obviously a level-headed guy that like not too much, you know, he needs or whatever. But like I feel like he's a dude that they need, you know, they need a little bit of wisdom on their team. I, I feel like, like you the, can find that without spending a hundred million dollars. I think that I agree. You probably can get Fred that from Van Pat Fleet. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or either Fred Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks. Somebody. I think yeah. those two right there, they've been linked to the Houston Rockets. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Oh. Hey, so looking there. at Dylan Brooks as like veteran leadership is probably not the best idea. <laughs> the next guy on our list is a couple years older, also been linked to the Houston Rockets, and that's James Harden. James Harden, who last year made $34.3 million at age 33. By the time next season starts, he'll probably be 34. Teams, money, value. Uh, for me, just the dream scenario of him being back in uh, Philly. Uh, I think it would be like a 35, 30, 30 mil range, maybe on like a two to three year type of range. I wouldn't definitely wouldn't go into the idea of giving him like a five or four year deal. Because then I feel like it's an older James Harden. It's probably going to be loaded on the back end. It's going to be hard to move a 45 plus million dollar contract. So I'm going to just keep it short and I'm going to give him his money up front. Hopefully, I think the best would be to front end that contract. Yeah. Um, so when he is 36, 37 years old, if you need to move it, you can. I think the market is really those two teams, right? It's the 76ers and it's the Houston Rockets. And I think the 76ers makes more sense to him. But he scratched their back last offseason by taking the pay cut. I, I think he's going to walk into the office and say, Daryl, I did it for y'all last year. I had two 40-point games in the playoffs, even though I did nothing else for the rest of them. I deserve all of the money. I did not know until this morning that James Harden does not do his – he doesn't have an agent. He does his own negotiations. I didn't were, know that either. They were talking about it on the TV when we were in there. Like, he consults with agents, but he mainly does his main negotiating. I mean, I guess it's probably easier when you're a max player. I want all of the money. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, if you're a mentor, if you're Fred Van Vliet, you might want somebody to represent you because yeah. some team might offer you 20 and other might offer you 30. Mm -hmm. But when you James. James Harden said he keeping his uh, percentage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that 4%. Yeah, I, I'm thinking what the, what the guys are thinking. Probably not no long-term deal. I'm probably thinking a 2 plus 1. Probably, you know, around that 35 mil. He just declined that, so I'm assuming he's going to want something at least around that. So I would go probably a 2 plus 1 for James Harden. And I'm, I'm thinking he's staying in Philly. Staying in Philly. What about your idea with Houston? You did it for Chris Middleton. Why wouldn't you do it for James Harden? Uh, it's really going to come down because both teams can't offer him the money. It's just like I think it's personal feeling at that, like what he actually wants, and uh, nobody, know, nobody knows what that is. But yeah. if he went to Houston, I think that would be super cool. Even if they did, you know, just draft Amon, you still have a dude that's going to spread the ball around and you have nothing but guys that want to take shots. So yeah, yeah, luckily, Houston has got to be short-term yeah. if, I'm, if I'm doing it. Yeah, luckily, Amon Thompson, at least he has, he's like a, a frame. I mean, a He's 6'8". He can slide down. He doesn't have to play the one. So, therefore, you just have James Harden, Jalen Green, of men. I kind of want Goon. him to, though, right? Don't you want – because that's, like, one of his major – I'm so – I really was in my hotel room, like, damn, do I have him as, like, my two? Mm. I think this dude is the real deal. 
I yeah, think him yeah. and Asar. I like the way he passes the ball, the way he kind of reads the defense and kind of reads the kicks. I think that's some – they had Kevin Porter Jr., but you get a younger guy that can maybe do it at that next level and He's also have more. He's a lot bigger than Kevin Porter Jr. 60, yeah. he, he really is, and you got to like the athleticism too. And I just love the, the fact that they just – they so mild manner and they Th so that's what I was saying yesterday. There's like people. I don't know if I've rooted for a rookie to be successful more than the Thompson twins ever in my life. Yeah. Other than the people that's drafted to my team. You know what I'm saying? You want Patrick <laughs> Williams to be Kawhi Leonard. But I just mean like with no other motives because they're not on my team. I want those boys to, to succeed more than anything in the world. From the music that they listen to, the fact that they know the trivia, the answers that from the done. mood board from when they were nine years old to what, get what to is, this point what did it say? Um, when they were nine years old their parents set them down and said I want you to make a board or, or like a, a goals board and how do you get there so it's like we want to make the NBA okay so what do you do to make the NBA it was like we're gonna run this much every day like let's just say a mile every day we're gonna dribble the ball this many times we're gonna take this many jump shots at nine years old they had this vision and they doing it right now yeah. you know what I'm saying drafted and they, they must just have lied about them jump shots yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Y'all boys gonna start making shots. Um, Kyrie Irving, I'm ju I'm just gonna say it. Dallas Mavericks. It's Dallas. Yeah. That's one of the. I think that was one of the non-starters. Do you give him that full forty-six? Yeah. I think you have no choice. You, you pay Dallas, Kyrie. Honestly. You pay Kyrie. You have no choice. Yeah. Why Why would he give you any flexibility? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what have they done for him? Like, oh, I'm gonna take a little bit less yeah. for y'all. It's yeah. just like I really enjoy my twelve games. <laughs> right. <exactly. laughs> Um, D'Angelo Russell is the next guy. D'Angelo Russell, 27 years old. Last year, like we talked about earlier, uh, made $29.3 million. Obviously, he's not going to make $29 million this year. Um, what teams, what situations do you look at for D'Angelo Russell to make some type of money? Because nobody Bulls. likes to go from 29 to 12. It, the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Talk um, to the, only, the only problem is the limited amount of money we could potentially give them. It would be the stupid level. That's what I'm trying to convince y'all. that He ain't really like that. So he can end up in Chicago and outplay that contract. I mean, I agree with you, but when I see teams that have money and a little bit of desperation, I think that's how we talk about guys ending up making a certain amount of money. Yep. Yeah. But of those teams with the desperation... Team. I don't know how many are looking at D'Angelo right. and saying, like... Is the answer? That's yeah. our answer right there. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then we hinted to it earlier. The Jazz could also be a team that could just... With the 20? Yeah. I think both parties benefit from that as well. Mm -hmm. um, Does he go back to your team? I think there's a world where he's a Laker next season for I sure. think it is on a smaller contract, though. There's no way they bring yeah, him back I, for that, for I, that I, type of contract. Well, if they matching anything up to 100 M's for Austin, Austin Reeves, Reeves, you can't really match and that Rui. with D'Angelo. Yeah. The um, Rui one is... I'm, do not match $100 million for the <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that they would match it, but, but just that they that, would bring him back. So once you bring him back and Austin Reeves back, you damn sure can't give D'Angelo Russell no $29 million. Yeah. yeah. Rui's one of those, even though he had a great run with y'all, mm -hmm. there's a cap to what I'm offering him. And that cap, are you, is, is he on your list? No. Okay, that cap is like 14, 15 I'm not. If, I'm going to be honest with that. you. If I'm the Lakers, I'm not even thinking about him. No, no disrespect. My main focus... Like my main Reeves. focus no, is all the playoffs. Reeves. Is yeah, he left a he, mind my words too, but he left a really good taste in people's mouth the way he played to the playoffs. He shot the ball lights out, and what he did on Jokic too, people were looking at. So you're aware that it wasn't the best thing to say, <laughs> and you still. I think it was still right for the situation. Though. Okay. Or you could have just said, we felt really good by the way it ended. <laughs> no, because we got, we got swept. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we don't, we don't feel really good about that. But, no, Austin Reeves is the main one. Rui, 
We want to bring him back, but yeah, I agree. Fifteen is probably around what he, you know, could get from Elisa. I should from a Lakers fan. I should have kept hooping. Fifteen. I've never seen a person get his value up so. He was traded for a second round pick at the deadline. Think about that. And now people are talking about fifteen to twenty M's for him. How cool it just don't make just sense for us too, because we already year. have two players wrapped up like that are yeah. max. We talk about re-signing Austin Reeves. It's just like my, you know, my fourth, fifth highest player. I don't want it to be. Would you want it to be Rui more. or D'Lo? Do you want to bring back for mm. sure? Which one would you prioritize Rui, more? I want the dude that could play in the playoffs. Uh oh, I, like I, I like that. I mean, yeah. I think that's the right answer. Yeah, Rui did show his ass in the playoffs. Um, Orlando's maybe a spot for D'Angelo Russell as well. I know uh, that no, they have a lot of guard no, play. And the only no, reason I'm, only reason I'm no. saying this, can I get my answer? Yes, you can. Because right now, they're going to be off with shooting the ball. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, no space in whatsoever. At least D'Angelo Russell can bring some space in and shoot the ball. That's the only reason I'm saying that. And they have projected $22 million. Talk about hindering. I got them at 23.9. Oh, I'm sorry. Like they don't bring, I'm sorry. You know, but talk about hindering. <laughs> Markel, <laughs> Anthony Black. They could get up to $40 million if they waive Gary Harris. Jed Howard. And Jonathan Isaac. That's why they didn't trade Gary, Gary Harris last season. I like and Gary Jonathan Harris. Gary Harris is a good player. I like Gary Harris. You know what I was just thinking about yesterday? What was you thinking about yesterday? Alec Burks is so good. Alec Burks is, I'm a Nick fan. He's a Alec Hooper's Burks hoop. So I'm a Nick fan. Anywhere he go, he's going to hoop. I'm a Nick fan, and, and just, I watched him in Colorado. He yeah. was phenomenal. And now uh, they picked the up his option. Combo guards. Yes, so he's going to be That was him, too, in the playoffs. Not last playoffs, but the one before that, because Julius ran against the Hawks. Wasn't he taking off for y'all? Yes. He was he's literally just, looking like the first option player. when Julius Randle had a great yeah. season. He's, I'm like, he still got it. He ran point guard for us. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yes, like, he did. Alec Burks is... If, if no injury, he's been an all-star. He had a lot. He, he had a big injury-riddled early career in Utah. Mm-hmm. I don't even think people remember Alec Burke, Utah. I do. I do. That's what no, I do. First, what, five, six years then? Yeah. yeah. Um... Draymond Green, 33 years old, $24.9 million made last year. Obviously, the Warriors want to bring things back together to, to do this one more time. Uh, they just traded Jordan Poole for Chris Paul. So you have CP3 on his team who Draymond went on it, was talking to. Who was he talking to? I don't remember. And he was like, I don't like Chris Paul. Oh, that was an old clip, though. Old that was a yeah, very old no, clip. that was old. Yeah, yeah but yeah. what was he talking to? No, no, imagine he said that now. They just traded for him. No, yeah, I don't really like that dude. I don't really like him. That's old. <laughs> it wasn't all the smoke, right? I don't think it was. Oh, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been all the smoke. It might have been all the smoke. But he did say he respected. And at the end of the day, he just that's all that matter. That's all that matter. Yeah. Y'all want him to go back to the Warriors? I would like to see him with the Warriors or the Kings. I think those both teams had a fluid offense that could fit him pretty well. Because I think those are teams where he could show his value. Sabonis mm-hmm. also then does have to guard the other team's best big. Draymond Green has shown that he could take that responsibility throughout the Or he career. could teach him. Yeah, or he could, yeah. Imagine <laughs> Sabonis came back and he just locking up. Yeah. I, I like him with the Warriors. I don't think their time is done for their big trio. You're talking about one of the best trios of all time. They still show that they can get to the playoffs pretty easily. Made it to the second round. Unfortunately, lost to the Lakers, but... I didn't even feel like it was just on them that they struggled. Steph Curry obviously was him, but it's just like I felt like they they haven't figured out what they need to surround them with, or at least for the last couple. Not even saying that. I feel like they need to put the right pieces around them. The young players is not yeah. – it doesn't seem like it's working for them. Right? Yeah, you need, a, yeah. You need like the Otto Porters, those Gary Payne, those type of dudes. It's a good start to get Chris Paul. You're yeah. going back right back into the direction. Mm-hmm. And I, we cannot forget that this team has Andrew Wiggins. We talk about the big three, yeah, but what Wiggins about, this yeah. is like – can't yeah. forget about that contract. He just either. missed so much time yeah, last year. Yeah, that's what I was about yeah, to say. He kind of yeah. got left in the, in the, in the back think, of our minds. Yeah, I think if you have a full season of Wiggins and he's in rhythm and he doesn't have to come in right before the playoffs start – Yeah. 
you probably have a different outcome. Steph, Clay, Wiggins, though. Draymond, Kavon, off the bench, you got CP3. I'm already liking that team a so lot. missed so much time. Wiggins came back. Very good. Yeah. Very, 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 very good. Um, I think it's the Warriors, though, when it comes yeah. to Dre. Um, Fred Van Fleet, 29 yeah. years old, made $21.2 million. Dollars. Yes, now a lot of the names are going to get, you're going to have to start putting those sticking caps on. Um, Freddie V, teams, value, money. I think the team that makes the most sense um, Houston Rockets. It's the Houston Rockets. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, just because they need some form of veteran leadership. We've seen Fred Van Vliet go from undrafted to G League to backup to champion to starter to all-star. Like, he, he was an all-star. Um, and now, I mean, I think that his he may have played his value down a little bit last year. Um, and I'm still, I ain't going to lie, I'm still kind of iffy on Fred Van Vliet as a player because he doesn't, hit two-point shots. He's just one of those guys where he's going to be shooting the ball and you're going to love him and he's going to be yeah. missing and you're going to be like, ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think Houston's the right spot. I'm not giving him the $30 million that he's rumored to want. Hell no, that's too much money for a I guy would like sign, I would do $25 million if I'm Rockets. $25 million an- annually for what, three? Yeah, three, four. Oh, three? Okay. I don't, I don't really see somebody giving him a five-year, four-year, like 100-plus mil. Mm-hmm. What is... What is he dropping everything. What was that this time? The uh, my mic. I'm sorry, but what what are what is Fred VanVleet doing on the market that makes you say you have to pay him 25? Does Toronto yeah. want him back at That's all? That's a good point. You know, I don't really see a world where. Fred like, who are you bidding against? Yeah, Fred VanVleet hasn't like based off last year. He hasn't really shown us that he's worth 30 mil. Mm-mm. So like, why would I even offer that to him on the table? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can understand him wanting it. Unless you like really afraid that some other team is going to, because I mean, it's not like. The Houston Rockets gonna call the Jazz and say, "Hey, are you offering him this much money?" You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless you're really afraid of some other suitor, then like, then that's when you start overpaying and stuff. I don't know. Fred, Freddie's one of those dudes that I can see making a range of things. Like if he signed for 22 million dollars, I'd be like, oh, "Okay," but I wouldn't be surprised if he also got 28 somewhere as well. You don't want to pigeonhole yourself. In, I'm, you I'm not saying I would do it, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised based I wouldn't on be, the yeah. market. Uh, for a team, I don't want to. You shouldn't pigeonhole yourself and giving Fred and Fleet some crazy money. This. I would love to see, even if the Bulls somehow managed a way to get Fred Van Fleet. I wouldn't mind Fred Van Fleet to Chicago. I bet yeah. y'all wouldn't. Y'all starving at this point. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> Can we get somebody to dribble the ball up the court, please? <laughs> um, San Antonio? Mm. He don't, I don't think he fits the type of player that they would want. Detroit Pistons? Mm-mm. We got Kay Cunningham. That we good. Um, Our backcourt is set. What about him for Orlando? Um, you mentioned that one earlier, didn't you? Yeah. I, I just, think that seems cool. I just feel like they got the guards already, and it's just like. I said that to him because he said D'Angelo Russell. And Freddie, about can, the Fred Van, Freddie oh. can shoot it. It's one of those things. It's like, wherever Freddie go, it, it might be a low-key, like, out of nowhere team. Oh, I, That's what I'm saying. I, I, I wouldn't like, be mad at him being in Miami. You How do they make that happen? Taxi people to Miami. How do they make that happen? I think Miami's going to be one of those teams that's going to be very aggressive. I mean, the way it happened is sign and trade. Sign and trade. Tyler, yeah. Hero. Tyler Hero. But, like, is that value to you? Boy, if I'm the Raptors, I get on that for, immediately. For, for Fred Van Vliet, I wasn't trying to that's bring back value. Fred, but now I can do it and get Unless Tyler Hero. Unless it's not Tyler Hero and it's, like, Duncan and Kyle Lowry's contract. Uh, Send the greatest rapper of all time, back. of all time, back to Toronto for a season. Uh, and Toronto is also a team that's still trying to compete. Yeah. So... Uh, the next guy on this list is Kyle Kuzma. Made $13 million last year, 27 uh, in nine months. So he'll be 28. High commodity, high commodity on that market, Very, man. very high commodity. Because I can see, I can see um, Detroit getting in there. I can see I the can Kings see getting the in there. I can see the Rockets getting in there. 
I can see the Kings mm-hmm. getting in there. The Jazz. Man. Another power four for the Jazz. <laughs> Actually, no, no. Okay, no. okay. The no, Pacers. No, no. Yes. Potentially get I, th- I like the Pacers. One. I think I like the Pacers fit more than anybody. Yeah. For sure. Um, they're missing I, at four. Or I think they just they drafted j- Jarrett. Yeah, they just drafted Jarrett, so maybe that's the reason why they don't want to do it. But I, I really like the idea of him on that, that power four spot because you don't ask too much for him, even mm-hmm. though he feel like he might be a superstar. <laughs> he, you know, he ain't. And, I mean, the, the market is what's going to really determine it because is Kuzma getting 25 annually based on his play over the last couple seasons? He had a really good season. He's with the Wizards, so you got to put it into a little perspective. He, 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 he had a lot of good games. He, yeah. had, he had like three game winners. Like he's had, yeah. he's got that. I but. could. He's a twenty-two to twenty-five mil type player. I would, I would say that too. He had, the, I think he was at like around twenty points last season, and then he also had like five, four, five assists, and he also rebounded, uh, rebounded well, played defense, and he just looked like he could be one of those. Oh, he was playing defense. He played good defense. Oh, okay. Well, it eventually, kind of dropped off because you know the oh. Wizards. Mm. Okay. But you know, what was that show. point that, it, that they dropped off? Was it game 17? Was it game 42? I like the quarter way through the season. Okay. At game 25, he stopped playing defense. <laughs> game no, 25, he stopped playing defense. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I really like the Kings. I really like the Pistons, and I like the Pacers. Uh, the Pistons, you have Boyan. Send them home. You have Boyan, though. Man. So that's, that's, that's my biggest thing. I think I'm fine thing. with trading Boyan. He's 38. Um, let's fly through. Let's fly through some of these last ones. Jeremy Grant, Portland. You feel pretty confident about Portland? Yeah. Thirty million. Yeah. If we strike out on Draymond Green and I'm the Kings, I still I want Jeremy. Money. Grant. I want Jeremy, but I don't want Jeremy for thirty million dollars. I tell you that much. Yeah. I definitely don't want Jeremy twenty-five for, for sure though. Twenty-two to twenty-five. Dylan Brooks, Ooh, Houston. I think the odds are saying that Houston is a spot. There's been rumors with it. I if I'm a team, like it. I, if every team that I have for this highest salary cap, I'm jumping on him because that's yeah. what they said he wanted, yeah. 13 million. Yeah, if he won 13 million, there might be a lot of teams interested in him. Yeah. If he can if he can tell them I won't be doing all of the action. The Pacers with $32 million in cash space, go get them. Go to right Miami. Now. Oh, my God. You go to Miami. Hey, no more Miami talk. He spent no one day Miami in Miami. Now he They're just a team that I feel like they could just use a lot of these Where's trades. all that his money coming from, <laughs> It just doesn't Dylan Brooks exist. is only 13 million, so that's why I said that. But when competitors get in there, the, the team that's going to get them is probably going to say, here's 19. Yeah, I, I want to be surprised. Because there's five other teams plus. we got to battle with. Yeah. With this 13 The Miami million. Heat are 12 million dollars above the tax, um, 7.1 million dollars above the first apron, and they have a 4.7 million dollar trade exception. That's what their offseason potentially looks like. Yeah. It's not a lot to, to go around if we the Miami Heat. Another name, 27 as well, Kelly Oubre Jr. That made was one 12.3 last year. I forgot he was a free agent, year. bro. Yeah. forgot he was a free agent. And I don't know, I don't know what the value is going to be for He had an Oubre. amazing year last year. He was a must-watch for me. I wasn't watching because it was no mellow for most hurt, of the season. But he was must-watch TV for some parts of the season, Kelly Oubre. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma I feel City. Like I think Kelly Oubre will go in there. They got $16 million to work with. Is 18 too much? 18? For, for them, it's too much. What would you say? For, for the Thunder, it may be too much. Well, the they Thunder may have to go putting a number on it. But I feel like 18 around there. Yeah, I will give them 18. He made 12 last yeah. year. The Thunder drafted 10 players in the last three years. I don't know if they're going to be buyers in free agency this season. He could be a Jazz. He could be. He can run a two a little bit. I could even he see him with the Kings. Much, though, but he can run he it. definitely not going to pass him. So, the Warriors trade him. Um, Yaka Perto, <laughs> 27 <laughs> years old. He on a good team, which was like, do your thing, Jakob. You know yeah. what I'm He don't want to be on the Raptors no more. Well, not that. No, I'm not saying that either. But he want to be on a team that is trying to compete. I heard that the Spurs reunion was on the horizon. 
That would be but, crazy. Trading away, get him right back six I, months I'm, later. I really yeah, heard that. Seriously. Uh, and I understand the Spurs being buyers for like a, a, a center just because maybe you don't want to start Wimby guarding Joel Embiid and Jokic right yeah. out the gate. Uh, and Jakob is decent enough where you're like, yeah, he might yeah. not even sold his house yet. Mm-hmm. Austin Reeves. The Spurs he, or the, the Lakers? He keeps saying Spurs. The Spurs for the Austin Reeves make a lot of sense there. Yeah. I kind of love the they fit. Got the, I, 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 no disrespect. You know what I'm saying? You losing that boy will be like doomsday. I mean, like I said, it's probably, it seemed like our best shooter last season. Mm-hmm. And also the, the progression he had, playmaking, it'd be kind of sad to just see that go. Yeah. But the Spurs, they got the money. They can yeah. offer a lot. He playmakes. He does everything really, defends really solidly. I love, I, if he was in the Spurs jersey next season, I'm excited for him. Same. No disrespect. Again, no disrespect. Then these real, real ass ones really fly through. Max Struess, he going back to the Heat. Yeah. Heat. Or? No, Heat. Dennis Schroeder. Lakers. I think they might bring him back on a very mm. small deal. Bulls. He was on a very small deal last year. 2.6 million. I think Schroeder wants a little bit more than that. Bulls. We can give him more than that. Grant yeah. Williams. Oh, yeah. The Grant Williams market. Um, Charlotte. Get, get P.J. Washington, another P.J. Washington built play. And then last but not least, a guy that sh- should have been in your, room, your rumor mills, Cam Johnson. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I think he stays I, in Brooklyn. I, I think they match. Okay. I think they match whatever. And I think he's worth or 100. Or Houston. I think he's worth four, four or five years for 100 mil. Wow. That's a lot of money. Hey, but that's the, the market is saying the market is the market. So if 100 M's is 100 M's, then golly. Um, thank you, Pierre. Free agency starting soon, y'all. Be sure to tune in to the Through the Wire um, YouTube channel or in the BR app because we will be live to see these go down. We will be having a lot of guests like Chris Hayes himself and maybe maybe some more. So tune into that. Before we close out the show, I, I would be mad at myself if we didn't play a game. Okay. You know, on this show, who we play for was something that gets played a lot um, because, you know, we got player movement and we know the guys are a lot, they're really busy and they might not know the ins and outs of the 14th man Mike on is a trembling. particular roster. So we're doing a through the wire version of who he played for, but it is different in the sense that we are talking people that play for a lot of different teams. But I need you to give me one of the teams he played for. Okay. Every team has a different point allocation. If you name a team that he played 12 games with, you get three points. If it's the easy one, you get one point. Okay. Collectively, y'all are working together, and we're going down the line. If Mike can give me a right team, Pete and Derek can give me a right team, we keep going. If one of y'all miss, then we stop at three. Okay. So hypothetically, you could walk out of here knowing every single team of all of these players, and you get the most amount of points. Okay. All right? Yep. The first, I'm going to give you the player name first, and y'all decide real quick who's going to give me a team first. Because some of these are a lot harder than others. Smush Parker. Give me a team that Smush Parker played for. I want Mike to go first. Mike, give me a team that Smush Parker played for. The Lakers. The Lakers, that is a one-point team. He spent the majority of his career there. Who's next? Uh-oh. This don't look good. Pierre, you might have this to. This don't look good. You might have to just uh, get us this point Phoenix on the Suns. The Phoenix Suns, he did. That's a two-point team. He spent a small amount of time at Phoenix. Derek, <laughs> if you can name one right, it goes back to Mike, and y'all keep going until someone gets it wrong. And if you can't, then it ends here with the three points for Smush Parker. The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are not a team that Smush Parker suited up for. I'm going to give us plus three, man. Plus three points. Next, somebody more recent, Justin Holiday. Played for a lot of different teams. Okay. Who wants to start off with a Justin Holiday team? Chicago Bulls. He played for the Chicago Bulls. That is one point. Mike? Uh, 
He played for the Kings. He did play for the Kings. That is a two-point team. Mike, good job. Played for the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks is another two-point team. So if my math is correct, that's five points. But there are more teams. Yeah. So now it goes back to Derek. And the moment one of y'all gets it wrong, we move on to the next play. He played for the Pacers. He did not play for the Pacers. You're thinking he, about the brother. He he played with his brother. He definitely did. Play I'm, with sorry, his I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had hey. a, I had this IND in my thing and not Pacer. That is, a, that is a one point team. He played the most amount of games for the Pacers. I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back to Mike. So that's six points. Can you uh, say the teams we said? So y'all have said the Indiana Pacers. I don't know what you said actually. So I don't want to give you a free team. The Bulls. We said the Bulls. Okay, you said the Bulls. That was another one point team. Um, I believe I said the Hawks. And you I said, said the Hawks. Said the Kings. And you said the Kings. Those yep. are the, those are the, the points that you have right now. And we're on the clock too. We only got a couple minutes left. So if you can't think of nothing, then let me know and we'll move on Come to the next on, player. Mike. That's okay. Come on, Mike. If you can't think of nothing, you got five seconds. If you can't think of nothing, five, four, three. Recently, Washington. The Washington Wizards are not on his team's play. Mavericks and Knicks. Missing out are the Mavericks, the Knicks, the Warriors. I should have said the Warriors. The it was the two Ws I was thinking about. I was like Washington or. or the Warriors. I should okay. Warriors. Six points. Write that down. Six points for Judge yeah. Holiday. Next, NBA champion, Marco Bellinelli. Who wants to start off with Marco Bellinelli? I'll start. Spurs. Okay. He won a championship with the Spurs. That is a one-point team. Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets, another one-point team. Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls, two-point team. So that's four points. Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors, uh, two-point team. Six points right there. Philadelphia 76 76 is a three-point team. Only played a handful of games. That is nine points on the board. Can y'all keep it up? I think you are only missing two different teams. I got one more in me. You, you got to get back to it, Mike. Do you think you got another team? It's a little rough. Five seconds. Four seconds. Three seconds. It's Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings, Ooh. Mike. Good, good stuff. That is a two-point team. That's 11 points right now. Derek is back on you. There's two teams left that have not been named. If, you can, if y'all teams. can get a perfect, I don't know what this is. I'm going to be so proud of y'all. I'm trying to think. Of, Five seconds. The Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz are not one of those. Toronto teams. Raptors. Toronto Raptors and Atlanta Hawks. Damn. That was 11 points, though. That was really, really good. I do not remember him in Atlanta. Another guy, Damari Carroll. Who, who oh. did he play for? Atlanta. I'll go last. Okay, Atlanta Hawks is one point. Spurs. The Spurs are a two-point team. The Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets, one-point team. Did we say Raptors? Have not said Raptors. Toronto Raptors. One point team. Okay. Good job. Keep it up. A couple more teams left on the board. Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets, one point team. Good job. Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz, two point team. Keep it up, baby. There's only a couple more on Minnesota the board. Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves nah. are not one. Ooh. Three, Was the Sixers on there? The Sixers are not on there. Okay. You got the Denver Nuggets, the Houston Rockets. Um, and I think those are the only two that y'all did not get. What's that? Plus what? Um, that Close was plus eight. Eight. Next guy on the list. This is this is a long shot, so let me know. And we only give him a couple of seconds. Lorenzo Wright. Derek shook his head immediately. I don't know if we're getting through Lorenzo Wright. Is that a pass? Should I go to the next no, one? No, uh, Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are a team. He played the most games at the Grizzlies. One point. Warriors. The Warriors are not on the list. Do you have a guess, Derek? The Knicks. The Knicks are not on the list. One Hawks. point for Lorenzo Hawks. Wright. That's fine. Hawks and Grizzlies. Hawks, um, no Grizzlies. Um, Hawks, Grizzlies, Clippers. Cavs, Sacramento Kings for three points. Rest in peace, Lorenzo wow. Wright. Mike. I'm sorry with Mike here specifically. <laughs> Reggie Evans. Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. That is a one-point team. Sacramento Kings. Damn. Sacramento Kings are a two-point team. That was a team I was going Oh, I'm sorry. No, you good. Um, Five seconds. Mm. <laughs> Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets are not on the list. 
Um, you had Seattle, played in Seattle, Philly, Denver, Sacramento, Philly. Toronto, Clippers. Um, let's go points? to – that was three points. Let's go to Spencer Halls. Is on me? Anybody. Who wants to go first? Philadelphia 76. 76 is for one point. The Lakers. The Lakers, oh, zero points. You, you, Why you did still, he throw the Lakers? I don't know. You still get a guess, though, if you want to add one more point on the board or two more points or three more points. He says Sixers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. Five seconds. Mm. Memphis. Memphis is not on the list. Okay. All right, I'm, we're going to close out with these last two. Name some teams for Spencer Hall. Um, Spencer Hall's played for Philly, Sacramento, Charlotte, Clippers, Cleveland, Milwaukee. Jody Meeks. Lakers. Lakers for one point. The Denver Nuggets. The oh my Denver God. Nuggets. Why do you keep he doing names? He, he did not play for the Denver Nuggets. The 76ers. The 76ers, but you already went, so I'm not giving Damn. that point. I thought he played for the Nuggets. Uh, Wizards. Wizards, he did play for. That was another one-point team. So two points for that round. This is the last round. And I'm trying to figure and out who. And plus I, one for Spencer, right? Yep. And how much was that? Plus two? Two. Trying to figure out where we close out at because there's a lot. Okay. Ramon Sessions is the last person for who did he play for? Hornets. Hornets. The Wizards. Are, the Hornets are one team. The Wizards are one team. That's two points, one point team. I'm going harder so y'all can have it easier. The Bucks. <laughs> the Bucks are a two point team. The Lakers. The Lakers are Thank a two you, point Mike. team. Thank you, Mike. Come on, Derek. Keep the streak alive. I went harder so you can have it easy. Who else has Ramon Sessions played for? Come on. Who did you say, P? You said the Cavs. No. <laughs> the Cavs. The Cavs are a team. I love that strategy. I love that strategy. Okay, Mike, come on. Since you just know all the Ramon Sessa teams, keep it going. I got to remember what we said, though. We said a lot of teams. Okay, just say a team and I'll tell Washington. you. Washington. We said some You Washington. said Washington. Five seconds. Mm, the Suns. The Suns are not one of the teams. We had the Knicks still on the board, the Timberwolves, and I don't know if somebody said the Kings. Nope, nobody no. said the Kings. I'm going to do one more. Okay. okay, I think we got time for one more. How much? How many points for that? That was oh, eight. Oh, I, I put my fingers. Eight. Down. Okay. Eight. Okay. Yeah, Last but not least, Derek, start me off with Danielle Marshall. <laughs> the Bulls. The Bulls. There we go. Yeah. That is a two-point team. Cavaliers. The Cavaliers are a one-point team. The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are not on the Raptors. Danielle Marshall team, but the Raptors were. The Warriors were. The Cavs were. Utah Jazz, didn't remember that. Seattle played a couple games there. Seattle, it was a three-point team. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's, that's all we have. A hoop. Give me the total points. How many, how many from Daniel Marshall? Daniel Marshall. I don't remember. What college you went to for you? <laughs> we we got to ask for this. You. We just got to ask this. Um, Mike, do you want to race me? This is for 1,000 billion yeah, points. Wait. <laughs> Damn, oh, Mike. You got I burned. still want the college. I don't know the college. I mean, he's from Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> UConn. UConn Husky. So we got 10, 14, 15, 26, 34, 40, 43 points. 43 points. Pretty good, fellas. Name a player who wore 43 in their career. Um, Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam is what I was thinking. I was thinking Chris Humphreys, Anthony Tyler. That's very random. <laughs> We want to say again, thank you at home for watching the video. As always, we appreciate you. None of this would be possible if y'all weren't clicking on those videos. We want to thank the team behind the scenes. Yes. We want to thank our, our guys that usually sit in this seat for allowing us to keep it warm for the day. 
And, uh, I hope you yeah. wasn't farting in Shaq's seat. I'm good, bro. Your seat is nice and warm for you. <laughs> we also want to thank the Splash Brothers for giving us a moment of their time to talk about the match. Be sure to tune into the match. Um, and sure. watch the boys take home that win, because that's what I'm thinking. I think they win. I think they win it. Um, and I also want to say, I've been saying, and you have said recently, we got to go golfing. Yes, we, yes, do. we do. Yes, if, we this, if there's any reason now we got to go golf, we just talked to Stephen Clay about golf. Yeah. You got to do it now. I can see him getting a triple bogey. Ooh. <laughs> What's the handicap going to be, Derek? Triple bogey? You said, ooh. Isn't That's a not... bogey a good thing? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Hey, we got to we gotta get you to watch the match. Uh, okay. Yeah. Thank y'all so much. We'll see y'all. Peace. Peace. He said, ooh. <laughs> I thought <laughs> a bogey was a great. good thing. No. Thank you. No, he, you want a birdie. A birdie. Yeah, birdie.